not Dave, it's a Dave, <laughs> it, Dave Chappelle came up with it. So. Uh, Dave Chappelle came up with a bunch of movies. Yeah. Because Dave Chappelle is, is the king. He is the king. Dave, yep. Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is like the king of comedy. Mm-hmm. If the king of comedy was a. Smoking, if he had a kingdom, yeah. Uh, uh, joint smoking. Joint smoking black man. Yeah. Or regular smoking black man. Or regular smoking black yeah. man. Yeah, Dave Chappelle smokes a lot. Dave Chappelle smokes a lot at Backside Attack. At Big Hey, welcome back to uh, to Canada. Thank you. You've been uh, you've been out of the country on a on a wedding. On a hiatus. Yeah. On a hiatus for five days. <laughs> Not I, even a hiatus. I mean, it was between the time that we taped the show. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. Uh, I don't think it was really that big of a deal. Yeah, but we but we did correct it for. Uh, Are we recording? Are we? Ah, I, I can never tell with that thing. I know we're recording on the audio. Oh, that's uh, fine. Then. I can never tell what the hell's going on with that thing though. You want to give it a check? I'll give it a look. All right. You can fill the dead air. Okay. So anyway, uh, I um, I cleaned out my computer recently. <laughs> <laughs> now, was it just bogged down with like tons of pornography, or what was what was? Oh it no, doing? no, I, I didn't. I, just made, <laughs> I don't I just know. Made it seemed up. like a confession. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> I, I don't. I, okay, I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to climb all over you there, but you brought it up like it was a real confession. What is this? I felt like a. I you know I never read that. It was one of those books that uh, it's Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. And oh, okay. um, my cousin had that book when we were kids. At one when I was a kid, and he was like a twenty something. And um, I remember he had it, and he was talking about how it was like this this whole way, like your whole way of thinking changes, man. Like one of those John Juan, Carlos oh, Castaneda type things. I see. So I thought maybe I'll finally give it a shot and uh, and and read it because yeah. I had it here. No, that's not his copy. I had this copy from. I think like a like we were at the bookstore one day. What was that? The We Book Inn or some shit? Mm-hmm. And somebody had it, so I was like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll give it a read. So this was print. This is a, this is the eighty five print. This is an old book. Yeah, that's that's quite old. Yeah, I thought I thought this was a romantic novel. No, 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 no. It's about a father and a son. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, a father and a son who go on a motorcycle trip, and uh, I guess it's like life lessons mm-hmm. and how to be a good good human being. Oh, okay. I don't think it's one of those. I mean, it's probably by today's standards, this is probably the epitome, the uh, the tome of toxic male or toxic masculinity. It's, be, this is yeah. probably the Bible of toxic masculinity by today's standards. When it comes Hold to- doors open for the ladies. Yeah, just watch Easy Rider. It's probably better. I don't know. That is definitely <laughs> the epitome yeah. of whatever the hell toxic masculinity is. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Head smashed in, mm-hmm. dragged behind a motorcycle. Yep. I love that Klansman. movie. Yep. I love that movie so much. <laughs> Today we were, shout out to positive people. Today we were, I was talking to some really positive people this morning. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of nice because it's always nice when your day starts out with like positivity. Yeah, when you talk to people who are like really decent mm-hmm. and genuinely interested in how your day is going. Yeah. And then uh, they're also really nice people. So you want to know how their life is going. Mm-hmm. So you just have a nice little back and forth. But yep. um, it was uh, we were at a client and uh, the client gave us a copy of just because like they're the one of their kids is, is out of school. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, you want this book? I'm like, oh, of course. I love I love when people ask me if I would, well, would like a book. Yeah. And it was Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. Ah. Uh, I'm like, oh, well, we just talked about this. So it's kind of kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, huh, because they're really too cheery to be reading this. So, yeah. Uh, it's not exactly a. Uh, but it's all uh, you kind of like. Uh, it is something you read in school. It is something you read in school. And plus, it's like it's it's uh, it, it's necessary reading. It's a guide on how not to not to treat people. Yeah, I actually, and, uh, I, I actually found that on the uh, on Apocalypse the bo- Now. If you on, people don't know, it. yeah, it's based. Apocalypse Now is based it's on based that. It's, it's roughly based on that uh, yeah. that book, and uh, even on the Apocalypse Now 4K uh, that I got, mm-hmm. um, that special edition one, it actually has the a documentary, the, the documentary, and also the audio, basically of the uh, oh, of the novel, of the novel. Really, uh, so it's got like an audio book. You can just listen to it, it if you want to. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that is actually besides 2001. Again. 
we're just like rehab. We we do this way too much. Yeah, we well, go I, to the movie shit all oh, the no, time. No, I'm, no, I'm just saying that as uh, like, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, but you're totally right. Um, I'm just saying that as like 2001, it is the most like it's so well packaged. There's so much stuff into that in that uh, that release. It yeah. is a it is a deep dive. It's a deep dive. Yeah. So if you ever want to know more about the movie, like that's that's a that movie has everything. Like now, this it. this like we said, I think last episode, it is the um like it is the definitive collection of Apocalypse Now. It's got the, yeah, it's got theater version. So the final cut, yeah, and the Redux, and uh, it has uh, behind the scenes. It's got mm. Heart of Dark. It has everything in it. Yeah, we're uh, they're really going hard with the Redux. Yeah, it's not a redo. Redo. I kind of feel like redo. Like they, they, they didn't redo the movie. Like Paris, uh, Parisian, the yeah. whole thing up. I redo. Yeah, well, it's like a Redux. It's a re- yeah, because like they, well, what is a Dux? I don't know. If it, we're gonna read, do you Dux things? I don't know because like Dux is nothing. Dux oh, is nothing. Yeah, like or if you want to call it do. Yeah, we did. We do it. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a roux, uh, like a, I know what a roux is when it comes to like cooking, but yeah, like a little, little flour. But you don't call little, it a rux. A little bit of butter. Yeah, a little flour and butter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, My or call a roué, uh, as James May called it. When a a roué. A roué when he uh, challenged Gordon Ramsay to cooking. Oh, uh, why would you do that? Did you did you hear, did you see that episode? I did not see that one, but um, I know of it. But like I think between you, we t- you talked about it already. But I don't know why you would do that. Like, why would you challenge? Well, what happens is that Gordon Ramsay, like you know the F, you know uh, the F word, you know that that show he has on yep. uh, it, on his uh, his restaurant. Brit- I know both Britain. things. I know the F word. Yeah, I know the F word. And uh, so yeah, he uh, so he every like he has a um, every every episode he has like a, a special guest like a, a diner or whatever mm-hmm. and they come in they challenge him they're like hey what, do you, what are you good at making and then we'll uh, I'll cook the same thing our own my own version of it and they go back and forth yeah and then they serve it to like blind judges and the judges get to get, pick which one was better well that's pretty cool and Gordon Ramsay does not win all the time I you know I wouldn't think he would every time no yeah he, just because you're a pro chef you're very good at what you do. Yeah, some people think it's overdone, or like some yeah. people like it's simpler and it's stuff like that. It's not everybody's taste. Yeah, so like, he, but it's always the get, like the guest, like the 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 the, the guest stars, like they get to pick what they want to make. So mm-hmm. they, whatever you're best at, and then Gordon Ramsay will put his like will make the thing, but he'll put his spin on it. That's pretty cool. And James May was on there, and he was like uh, from Top Gear. Yeah, and he's my favorite guy from Top Gear. And he said, uh, "Well, he's the most even keeled." Yeah, and that's what that's what he said. He's like, uh, he goes, "Clarkson's the the biggest mega star," and like Hammond is like, you know, he's. This is when Hammond like crashed and he became a, a internet sensation, and uh, uh, he's like, you're, he's like, he goes, and then James May's like, yeah, I'm just unmarried, I'm just a bloke, I'm just I'm a regular just guy, a right? Bloke. And then he said, I can change that, so he made him eat all this stuff that's unedible, like, uh, like ox penis or whatever like that. And J- James May's like, he ate it. He's like, yeah, whatever. This is he fear factored. Yeah, he's like, he fear factored. And then he's like, you know what? Here's a shot of this stuff, and you have to drink it with like, it's like some sort of like. Uh, um, blood or something like that and he has to eat like this shark fin which has been buried for like two what? months or whatever why Why are these things delicacies yeah, no, and he said he goes if you could eat these things he goes that, that'll make you more of a man than those guys right and so he ate everything he drank everything he's like yeah that was nothing and then it's he, not so bad yeah and, and uh, uh, what's his face uh, Gordon Ramsay he threw up everywhere he said he's like, he, town, goes, huh? he goes James did you do he's like did you drink that did you drink that did you I that? was joking and he's like he goes yeah and he goes that was pretty light and he's like Jesus Christ and then he's like and then James May's best line. He's like, "You disappoint me, Ramsey." <laughs> oh God! And just then, like he doesn't just eat it by like the a stab. The eating it is a stab. Oh yeah, and the disappointment he, is just twisting. I know. He bit. just said, "He goes, you disappoint me, Ramsey." And then they went into the kitchen, and they were supposed to make like a, uh, I think like a it was like a it's like a fish kind of like a casserole or something. Mm-hmm. And James May was like just fucking it up completely. He's like, and he was drinking while he was doing it. Of course he is. Yeah, he's he's like just having a good time. He's like, then he goes. James, you, then Gordon goes, James, you always uh, drink this much when you cook? And he's like, yeah, it dulls the horror of the food. <laughs> <laughs> it dulls the horror. And, yeah. And then they, he finally made it. And then uh, 
It went to judging, and James May won three to two. <laughs> Get out of town. He beat him, yeah. After being liquored up yeah. and just like crushing it and yeah. not even really caring about what he, he made. He didn't give a shit. Just, just ends up too much. Like, yeah. he probably put enough salt in there and just seasoned it up. Yeah. Like, when you're when you're drinking, you're a little bit looser. Oh, yeah. Like, I do enjoy... I don't like to drink alone. That's, that's uh, sad. Mm-hmm. It's kind of pathetic. And I don't really drink much at all. Like, I maybe like a couple times a year. I'm just not... It's not, it's not a part of my day. I, yeah, me neither, yeah. But um, um, but I do like do, drinking... I do like drinking when while I'm, you're cooking. Or like even with like friends and family. Yeah, I do, I like do the that, social but, aspect. Yeah. I enjoy having like the friends around in the kitchen. They're sitting around. And I'm like just making something. Yeah. I'm like, kick you. Because I feel like a rock star. Mm-hmm. I, I do QQ. I don't do pew pew. Mm-hmm. pew, pew it's, that's a debate for people who are listening. I'm doing that here just so so you know yeah. how deep I am in QQ. Or you can just do that's the, the gun sound. Or you can just do the uh, QQ. The, t- the table bounce and then like the the gunshots like. Yeah. You could, you yeah. could. That's uh, that's a little the, too I, deep I, for I, me. I call that the Pete Davidson. That is the Pete Davidson. Yeah, but um, <laughs> he, he does do that. <laughs> he's sitting at the desk. But uh, yeah, I do like when there are people around and you're just having a good time and you get to be a little bit of a rock star. You're not really I, like I'm not really a center of attention kind of guy, but when I am cooking stuff, and people are enjoying what I'm making, and they're actually eating more than they should. They're feeling a little bit bloated, yeah, because they're eating all your food, and you're you're having a couple drinks, having a couple drinks, you're looser, yeah, you're a little, you're playing fast and hard with the salt. It's 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 the most it's it's actually what I consider the most fun to do is like be with your friends and yeah. you're, all, you're all cooking together. You're all cooking together, and you're just drinking and you're just having music and playing music. That's the oh, yeah. for me that's the most fun you can have. Oh yeah, I mean uh, last year I did my deck. I, I tore a hole the sides out so it feels a little bit bigger. Yeah. Now I've got all my shit there so I can cook like all my stuff in one place. Yeah, yeah, it's fun when people oh, yeah. come over. I enjoy that mm-hmm. more than I enjoy going out to a bar and having a drink or two. Oh yeah, I I'm done with going to bars. Mm-hmm. I can't stand those places. Yeah. Anymore. I'd rather go to a restaurant and have a drink than go to a bar and have a drink. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's um, yeah. There are there are things that you should be doing at this point in your life. Like we've we've talked about that as well a couple times. There are things that you should cut out of your life by the time you hit forty years old. Yeah, and probably not because like you're too old to have fun, but there are ways you can have fun that are just more fulfilling than yeah, like twenty like, something bar hopping. I don't know. Yeah, like it's, blowing it's, your money. Yeah, and exactly. Booze. Exactly. You don't want to. Uh, yeah, because whenever you, if you ever like end up at those places because you're being dragged there or something, yeah. you see guys who are your age and they're doing whatever they're doing there, right? Things that they should not be doing. Yeah, you're just sitting there. You're like, fuck, like, like I can't believe I'm here. I, you're watching this. You're like, man, oh, that yeah. is sad. Every every stage of my life working in the bar from like when I was too young to even be there up until when I left, which was a good twenty year gap. Uh, every every stage of that, I kicked out people within my age group mm-hmm. all the way up. Like from like even when I was like when I was twenty years old, I was kicking out twenty year olds and forty year olds. Yeah. And when you kick a twenty year old out, he's usually just he's been drinking too much. He might be an asshole, might be a dick, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I right, get to get the hell out of here. And they start a fight, or you get into something happens, whatever. He's still like a twenty year old mm-hmm. in a bar being a hoodlum. Yeah. And that's passable. But when you kick out a fifty year old who's in a bar, like I was telling uh, the other day, or some my aunt or somebody I was talking to. One night when we were all working at Reds, mm-hmm. I was with another one of my guys, and we were kicking out. It was a trooper. Trooper was playing. And trooper mm-hmm. would bring in, like everybody knows a trooper is. Yeah. So we're here for a good time, not a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring in like 60-year-olds. Yeah. And that's that's their that's their key demographic, is these yeah. guys were young in the in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, we had this dude come in. We're giving him the boot, because he got too drunk. He's walking around. He's spilling his booze. He's cursing people. And the guy I'm with, he we're, we're going to go deal with this dude. He's talking to him while I'm on the other side. And at this point, it's still just casual. Mm-hmm. We're just having to chat with the guy to see where he's at. Maybe find out where his wife is. And I'm going to sit down and just like, just cool it, man. Mm-hmm. But he tells, the, and keep in mind, this guy's got gray hair. He's wearing a Canadian tuxedo. So denim from head to toe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's older, like significantly older. And he says to the guy I'm with, 
and I don't hear it, something about having a knife. So my guy, he leans over and he's like, uh, yo, yo, Sabes, he's got, he's got a knife. Like, he's got to go. So it's very, like, it was a weird interaction because usually we wouldn't yeah. even, like, that's not something that happens. Somebody doesn't reach over and say that to you. Mm-hmm. So right away, I'm in go mode now because I thought maybe he's seen it or maybe he's threatened him or something. I go for the gooseneck and my other guy doesn't do shit. And this guy just reaches over with a cigar and just leans it into my, oh, leans it into my uh, forearm. Mm -hmm. Like, are you kidding me? You are in your 60s. You're in your 60s, man. Mm -hmm. You're telling this guy you've got a knife and you're burning me with like your stogie. Yeah, crazy. So it was like the whole thing was so gross. Like the entire interaction with this guy was disgusting. We ended up giving, we threw him out. It wasn't even like wasn't even worth our time to, to call like the mall security or call the cops and get him arrested and charge him or whatever kind of, that kind yeah. of shit. I beamed him off everything we could on the way out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he probably felt it the next day. But um, the the interaction when you kick out a guy who's in his sixties who just like smells of forty years it's worth sad. of cigarettes. It's sad. It's sad, man. Yeah. And he's just like he's just gross in general. Yeah. And the way he's dressed, you're like you've got a life. You've probably got kids. Maybe they're dicks too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're married. Yeah, no, because you're 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 out, you're, out the, you're you're walking that fine line between like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Or and like Ugh. what the fuck like you want to pull him aside and be like what the fuck happened now, to you? What like, is with you, with you, man? Yeah. But my other guy grabbed him pretty good and we we locked him up and we walked him out. But it was just one of those things where even when you've got him, like you've got him pretty good and you're like how. Like, how hard am I going to wrench this guy's wrist? And, you know, because you don't want to end up with a problem. At the same time, like, I want to make sure his hips meet, like, uh, countertops. Mm-hmm. So, like, at least he bumps into shit on yeah, the way exactly. out. Because yeah. you're, you're so mad. My arm is on fire because he fucking just drills his cigar into my arm. Mm-hmm. It was just like he leaned over and casually just did it because my guy didn't grab him. The whole thing is just gross. And that's the thing. Like, when you're at that age group, you should be on a patio in your backyard, like on your deck. You should be enjoying yourself. Yeah, enjoying yourself, barbecuing your free friends. Yeah. Maybe you're a little bit too loud and your neighbors are like, hey, Frank, what's going on? Nothing, Todd. Come over and have a beer with the, the wife and kids. You know what? I don't know why I said Frank and Todd. Or you know what? Maybe the wife and kids are the ones who drove them to that. His wife was probably there. Wouldn't doubt it. She was probably Actually, there. I should say wouldn't yeah, doubt it. Like that, wouldn't that's, that's a possibility. Oh, well, I'll tell you, with that crowd, with the trooper crowd, yeah. it was always like uh, like burnouts. Husband mm. and wife burnouts. Oh, shit. Everybody, I mean, like, just picture. Picture like uh, in your head what you think of when you think about like, um, I don't know, 50 plus crowd of all like uh, hardcore. They're still wearing their shirts from the last time they toured in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like you're still wearing Trooper 84. Oh, yeah. Like they're, they're these people, like they dig out the shirt from the back of the closet mm-hmm. and they're they're dressing like they're dressed up for that show is, you know, like uh, Carhartts and bandanas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Friggin animals. They're they're nicest cigarettes. They get, they, they get the Marlboros from the drawer when they went to vacation mm-hmm. in like Washington. Yeah. So they get the Marlies out of the drawer. We're going to smoke Marlies tonight, guys. Exactly. Put them up their shirt. Like <laughs> like Schneider from One Day at a Time. Yeah. Or like Snake from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Or Snake. I mean, that, that would be it. Snake at 60 was the guy I kicked out. Yeah. There you Denim go. tuxedo. Yeah. Uh, so gross. But that's just it. I mean, people, humans are gross in general. Like we've, we've always kind of joked about that. But humans in general are just kind of gross. So uh, yeah. what, are you, what are you going to do about that? Keep clean. Keep clean, man. Yeah. Keep clean. Here, that kind of like leads into some of the stuff I had written down here. All right. and, uh, uh, we had a bunch of weird crap, but like online hate this week. It was just like one of those things in my head mm-hmm. about uh, online hate. I had a friend of mine talk about it. And then I'm not, I'm not a friend of like a friend of mine. is a friend of ours, like another guy. Mm-hmm. I was talking about online hate just casually. We got into that conversation about how people are just quick to... They're just quick to say whatever the hell they want to say mm-hmm. online because there's no consequence. Like yeah. you're not going to get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that was that was one of the top things, which led into the whole people are gross. Conversation. Yeah, it's a uh, um, yeah because a lot of people will not like uh, really um, they're they're content with that. Like uh, they're like I'm too I'm too lazy mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm a, uh, and 
the lifestyles you, when you lead that, when you start to lead that lifestyle, it's like a, um, it's just like it's 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 such a, I don't know how people can live like that. It's just I, you I mean I'm the, like, like they're they're too lazy to to do something, so they to do something about else. it. Yeah, or do something about it. Yeah. Well, I've always said like the the do something about it thing is there's too many good people out there, mm-hmm. like and that's like the good people are kind of the problem that lets shitty people like flourish, right? The whole yeah, the whole joke, the the Boondock Saints, everybody always says like yeah, that's right, for yeah. evil to flourish. Uh, good men will do not whatever the hell good it men is. will do nothing yeah, yeah like good men must evil flourishes yeah. good men do nothing yeah like or good people don't send me a good, letter good people yeah that's right toxic masculinity yeah. but um yeah that's like that's the whole idea behind it right and that's I, I really think so I think there are too many good people out there like when you hear um a majority demographic like Caucasians in the US mm-hmm. who are all decent human beings not the shitty people out there not the racists or the clan or whatever mm-hmm. but there's good people and they're in a community where they treat minorities well mm-hmm. they don't treat them like shit and to them they're like well there's no racism here so therefore racism is dead everywhere it's getting better society's getting better it's like well no it's just no. You, you're a good person so you're not you're not seeing it you take those minorities in your little community where you're all happy-go-lucky hippies doing your own rah-rah shit. You get that guy out somewhere else. He's going to get treated he's like crap. Treat like crap, yeah. And you won't, mm-hmm. so you don't see it. You still don't see it, right? Yeah, you're in a very lucky position. You're in a lucky position. You're in a luxury. Like That's why I always make that point whenever I talk about it. That's not To me, that's not white privilege because you can still be a white person in a society where you're like the poorest and people treat you like shit, yep. but you also have the luxury that within that society, when you're part of the majority, you're not treated like shit until they're done treating all the minorities like shit. Oh yeah, like There's, that's the luxury of it. Yeah, but like th- th- by the same token, it's like people will never, uh, people will never know what you've been through, or um, uh, you could look like the happiest person in the world. Yeah, but uh, like people can look at people can look at like I don't know me like for example, right? People can say like uh, you've it's a happy go lucky dude. It's happy go lucky. Yeah, like, look at him. Everyone, I I I faced like hatred before. Oh, dude, yeah, tons <laughs> of times, right? But like, yeah, but it's like it's not like. Uh, Anyone's immune to it. Nobody's immune to it. Yeah. Uh, of any, I think of any background. I think there are lots of white people who eat shit for no good reason. Yeah. But I mean, but then again, like, you're still not getting as bad as, as minorities do. Like, you might be, you might be getting crapped on. Like, it might kind of suck to be bullied. Yeah. It might kind of suck to be crapped on. But like, I got, I got news for you. It's not. It ain't no picnic out there to be in being not white. <laughs> it's a. It's not. It's but a I, rough neighborhood. But okay, I'll, I'll say this though. It's not. Uh, but 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 by the same token, it's like uh, like, how willing are you to like let it affect you? To let it affect me? Yeah, ninety nine percent of the time I let it slide. Yeah, like well, do you like for sure, right? But I'm yeah. just saying the general public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying like because uh, I think when you when you're okay, you deal with it better as you age. So like because you know how to handle those things uh, better. Like you you tend to handle them better. Yeah. So like uh, when you're young, you're impressionable. Um, your 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 feelings are hurt easier. Um, you can get ganged up on. You fly off the handle exactly. Way faster. And plus, you you might be like singled out because you're not in a group. So, uh, like I had that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, granted, I was like I didn't go through it that much, but like yeah, there was certain certain ways. Like I'm like you know what I'm singled out, but at the same time, it's like I know everybody. Yeah. Um, but uh, but as you get older, uh, single people start ending up being at the same school, um, and then you go, you kind of form your own group, and then like you know, but you don't. Best thing to do is not like you know separate yourself from other people, but like you, you tend to, like when you gather, you're, you you're less picked on, and then like well, it I grows, mean, it grows, it grows, right? But that, like, that's yeah, 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 that's a good point. So like, and with when you get into your like your adult life, you know you 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 mature as a person, mm-hmm. so like you don't have to deal with the uh, you're like you learn to like, I'm um, like, you kind of understand where that person's coming from in the sense of like you know what, 
that person has problems. Yeah. So it's not I'm like it's not me who I have to I don't have to worry about myself. Yeah. That person is just weak. You mean the person the who's, person who's being bullied? Yeah. The, oh no, the person who's doing the bullying. Doing the bullying. Yeah. yeah. Like like you can look at them from like they're in, they're in a position of weakness because like they're they're not like they're not mentally strong. Yeah. They're just like they're they're they have to lash they're out. Ang- to yeah. They're, they're angry better. because there's so, there's something missing inside of them. Always. Always. Almost always. Yeah. Like I mean that's like when you see a person who's uh who is a bully, who is a bully as a as an adult. Generally, they were probably a bully as a kid. I mean, not generally. I think they absolutely were bullied as a kid, yeah. and um, probably got like bullied quite a bit by their who knows their parents or older brother, sister, whatever it is. Yeah, got treated poorly, so they lash out to to make themselves feel better because they they need to be in a position of power somewhere. Yeah, right? that's 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 exactly it. Position of power is everything. Yeah, I think so. It is. I think it's a big deal. Yeah, I think. Um, but no matter, I mean, no matter what volume. Yeah, no matter what yeah. volume it is, everybody wants to have some sort of some sort of like um. Like a, a step up on somebody else, right? I can tell you. Well, from, these people who do that. Yeah, I can tell you from experience. Like even like at the, this is just a hilarious thing that we, myself and my uncle, we were at the at the wedding in this in California. We we're both wearing like Italian suits, and uh, of course you were. <laughs> well, because we were like because we were specifically because they were loud. They were very loud suits. Oh, okay. And uh, so this was a fun thing you did. Yeah, we were like, okay, we went out. We we're playing, and as he said, you know, we we're saying to each other, we're like, you know what, when we get back to Edmonton. He goes, when we, next time we go to Uniqlo, we should uh, let's wear suits. All right. Yes, he's like, why well, not? Yeah, and he's like, well, I said, I said, we sh- we should. He's like, yeah, let's 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 look, let's look like we're in power. <laughs> just uh, just walk in just there, walking with suits, and like, let's just go and sunglasses as well. He's like, let's just make it like we'll do it. We'll do it as a joke. And I, I feel say, like it's a very eighties thing to do. Because every time I wear a very suit, Ferris Bueller. I know. Because every time I wear a suit, I feel like I want to I want to take over some shit. <laughs> I wanna I wanna push a button. Yeah. I wanna push a button that does something. Yeah. I know what it is. Like you never wear them, but at the same yeah, time, yeah. it's like when you wear like everyone has suits, right? But like, you wear them like what once a year or something like that. Yeah. There, but there's a difference too. Like when you're wearing a nice suit compared to a shitty suit. That's true. Yeah. Like, if you wear like a, a suit that you got at I don't know like the the ninety nine dollar suit store. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, that's uh, it's okay. But if, if it, it feels weird. But the thing is, if it fits well. Oh, if it fits well, if it's, it's a perfect story. fit, regardless of like what it is. If it fits perfect, hundred percent. Then yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but definitely, if you have a well tailored suit or a suit that fits, nothing well, beats it. Nothing beats that. Yeah, uh, you definitely feel like you've got. Yeah, so I mean, in that sense, once you once you have a little bit of power there, yeah, it can go to your head. Yeah, it'll put. A, yeah, it definitely puts a. It puts an odd smile on your face. It does. It's like you're like like with, with like a grin. Like, yeah, I like you just like feel you feel stronger. Feel a little bit better. Yeah, you feel much better. I think maybe that's like going back to uh, to what we were saying earlier. That that could be something like when you're in a majority. And you're in the majority. Mm-hmm. It gives you that sense of like protection, like a suit, right? I mean, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm, I'm one of the important people. Yeah, I can say what I want to say to whoever I want to say it. To. Yeah. So like, it's like you get like, to, yeah, get like, to well, yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, I'm gonna say what I want to say and fuck you and yeah. all your fucking friends. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like all of a sudden it goes look, to your head. Yeah, look who's got look who's got my back. Yeah, everybody's got my back. I got the majority behind me. Mm-hmm. That, that's rough, man. And being somebody who's almost never been like in the majority. Like that's yeah, it's weird. I don't. I don't think we like. There's two sides to every story. I think that's one of those things that we don't. That's the see, biggest right? thing. Yeah, there there is two sides to every story. Yeah, yeah, so we don't really see that. Like how? What was the influence behind somebody? Because there's. I was. I mean, this week too. I was. Uh, I went back and saw a Daryl Davis thing on on the Rogan show. There was a lot of stuff about um the the bail reform mm-hmm. that that suddenly got big. It was on like everything, and like I'm a reality TV junkie, so it was on a bunch of reality TV shit. It was on the Doctor Phil. It was on a couple of news programs. So in my mind, I'm wondering to myself, like, where does it all start, right? Like, because we don't know, like, what makes a person act the way they act. Uh, they're like, are they infor- informed by their environment? And I think that's that's what was in my head a lot this week. Yeah. And that's why I'm talking so much about it, is that um, you don't know where somebody came from, what their background is, what their parents are like, what their influences are to mm-hmm. make them 
uh, like say like a racist yeah. or people who join the clan because they've just been told by a certain amount of people that well black bad white good yeah and they hang out with like uh, the Daryl Davis who's an articulate well read super intelligent black guy mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this guy's like well you're clearly not the monkey that my parents told you told me that you, that you were the guy that's you didn't the, come from apes that was the guy in the yellow shirt right? yeah yeah and it's like you're way smarter than me and i gotta go rethink all the shit and propaganda that came my way yeah you have to like that and that's kind of like uh that kind of alludes to like what i was talking about earlier like when you mm-hmm. the older you get you t- you tend to like you don't get angry because uh like the older you get, you start. To, you really have to start seeing things from like other people's perspective. Like, why are you so angry? Yeah. What What informed you to make you this way? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things. I kind of. I, I think. Sorry, the, man. That was loud. I'm gonna put this on this uh, book. So your brand uh, new. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't Galaxy vibrate the table. S20 Ultra <laughs> with this, you know, eight horsepower vibration motor. Yeah, that thing could. That, that thing could drive me home. <laughs> I felt it here. Yeah. I on the, it, that was loud. That was that was loud. It vibrated my forearms. <laughs> Mother. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, I think that's like that's where I'm getting more of as I get older. I, I, it's not. It's not like I'm getting a, a sympathy, but more an understanding of where did like where why are you lashing out. Like I mean, why are you why are you being such a dick? Instead of like the the finger point back, the yell, hey, screw you, man. Yeah, you want to be racist? Screw you. It's it's less that, and more it's like, whoa, you're a sad person, aren't you? Yeah, like you you like I don't know. It's 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 kind of it's kind of a good thing too. Like I think uh, if you to go through that shit to from what side from our from our perspective. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's uh, like to a certain point. I think it's it's you know. It'd be great if you never had to go through it, right? Then, like, but yeah, but, but, it'll, but it'll never stop. But it'll it'll never stop. But like, if you once like for people who haven't gone through it, it's uh, you learn to like um, it's very it'd be very easy for us at like at say at the age of forty, if someone calls you like the like packier or whatever like mm-hmm. what they call you, you could it's easy. It'd be very easy for me to like lash out and be like, yeah, what the fuck did you say? And then you know, hand out a beating, right? But like. Uh, but <laughs> Chuck Knox. Yeah, but there, but there's also the, there's also the opportunity to like say like um, if that person is willing like you know you could say like uh, like where did that come from like, yeah like, and then like, that if, if that person is willing to engage and then you know you say like uh, like what's wrong with you like why did you say that and they're like you know you, if, <laughs> well let's be okay let's be completely no, but but, but, but to, to, that's optimistic that's optimistic yeah, right? that's optimistic. You, you, you might just you might just get oh sorry about that I, I got caught swearing whatever I got yeah. caught like saying it right so you're never gonna change those people right yeah, yeah. but like. Uh, Letting them know that it doesn't it doesn't bother you. Yeah, you know, it's a different kind of power. It's a different kind of power. It's a different kind of yeah. power. Here's a like I mean, when I was younger, I would in a, in a heartbeat, I'd be like, oh, double leg, like in your mind, you're like, oh, this, this is gonna be we're gonna, we're gonna get into fight now. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, this is uh, where that come from? Like, why? Oh yeah, like when I was uh, when I was in elementary, I looked for it. I'm like, yeah, call me that. I can't wait for you to call me that. It, it, it happened a lot. Oh yeah. I mean, it, when we were when we were kids growing up in Alberta, it happened a lot, man. I mean, it was there wasn't. Like a week that went by that somebody didn't say something racist. Yeah, this is one of those things that happen. Oh yeah, it's like, it's like you know, like you, you, it, like oh, when it, it doesn't happen, you're like, yeah. man, <laughs> so this whole week went by with nothing, and that's not even an exaggeration. Like people no, be like, not. no, it didn't. It's like, well, yeah, because again, that's good people. Yeah, good people are like no way it didn't happen that much, and you're like, well, the reason it didn't happen that much is because you're a good person in a good environment where that's not said. Oh yeah, where racism is not a factor. Mm-hmm. But we have the lug. <laughs> we do not have the luxury of being surrounded by good people 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a thing that uh, that I was talking about. Like it kind of leads back into the how how much it happened. Where you kind of you learn to notice it when it's happening, when it's happening that much. Yeah, to where. In today's in today's like words, I'll call it like a microaggression, which I think is bullshit. I think it's it's clearly somebody's mindset. You don't need to label it something new. But you'd be talking to somebody, 
Like I was, I was in a in a convenience store one time, talking to the guy, asking him where my cousin was, if he'd seen my cousin come to the store, and there was like a a side look that I was getting from an older guy, an older white guy, that was just because kind of like fucking. Like he was giving me that look. It was like, yeah, look at this fucking kid. Mm-hmm. Like he's just looking for somebody. Yeah, this fucking just, like it was a very like I was, I interrupted his sphere. Like, I guess came in and didn't excuse me. Hey, excuse me. Did you happen to see this this kid come in here? I'm, I'm just looking for my cousin. Mm-hmm. He's like we're the only two brown guys in the neighborhood. Yeah. Like did you happen to see it? And this guy was kind of like, look at this fucking kid. Where I don't think I would have gotten that same reaction were I a little white kid. If I was a little white kid, it would have been like dismissed. It would have been like whatever. It's a little kid looking for his cousin. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Hey, but, hey, Rusty, what's going on? There? Hey, Rusty, what's happening? <laughs> but like growing up with that look and that that feeling being thrown in your direction, you get to a point where you're like you're you're sensitive to it. You're not sensitive in the sense that it's going to break you down. It's just like your radar catches it. Your radar catches that you can, emotion. Yeah, you you get those. You can feel the vibes. You can feel the vibe. Yeah. Like you you understand the vibe, and you're like, oh, I get it. That guy doesn't want me being around. He yeah. doesn't want me around. I don't that know. Guy's around. And in the bar, like I would walk up to a table and tell a group of like five or six guys, "Hey guys, uh, you're spilling your drinks and knocking people around. I need you to cool that for a little mm-hmm. bit. It was cool for a little bit. Yeah, I'd say in the nicest way possible. And all of a sudden, it's like, go get a bunch of other guys and then fucking come back here and tell us that. Yeah. Whereas a white guy would go to the same table, and be like, guys, cool it. You're all like fucking spilling your drinks and acting like assholes, mm-hmm. like using a little bit harsher language. It's like, oh yeah, sorry man, it's all good. Don't worry yeah. about it. It's like, well, I walk up there and said it politely. Which is now looked at as weakness, and I gotta now I gotta throw you guys out of here mm-hmm. because you don't like the way I look, and you don't like somebody who looks like me telling you guys who look like you to be cool. Yeah. Whereas a guy who looks like you comes at you harder mm-hmm. and says, "Calm the fuck down," and all of a sudden you're all calm. Oh yeah, I think you you're, so. I think, we do pick up on it. Oh yeah, I think yeah, I think in that, in that situation, I think your expectations are a little too high for those guys. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. but I mean in general, but that, it happens, that, yeah. that happens everywhere. Yeah. I mean, and it's like it just those things happen. They I mean, happen. Yeah. An example, exa- I'm this is one of those things I'm going to stick on. I think today. Well, another thing that happened that we were walking in a in a shoppers drug mart like two years ago. My mom wanted to go down the shoppers, so I drive her down there, go to the shoppers, and she's uh, going to buy something. She walks ahead of me into the store, and then from the mall side, and there's like a a line that kind of goes across the door. And this dude, like, that, that hits where you, like, and you see him and he sees you and you're like, oh, this guy's going to be a problem. Like, immediately, like, he's one of those guys. Mm. And he backs up. There's nobody there. He's the last guy in the lineup. My mom is walking straight in. Mm-hmm. And you can see him see me. He looks at her and he takes a step back and gets in her way. Like, just, just steps back and stands in front of her. So I just kind of casually reach over and I see his jacket. I just give him the nice little move out of the way. Like, yeah. I mean, because I'm a lot stronger than I look. Mm-hmm. So I give him that little shove, the old walk into the bar shove. And uh, he moves a good couple of feet and is immediately, don't you effing touch me, man. Don't you ever effing touch me again. I'm like, I saw this coming. I knew this was going to happen. So he's like, if I ever see you again, I'm like, hey, princess, you're never going to see me again. We probably don't live anywhere near each other. Mm-hmm. I walk away. I give him a little witty response. I walk away. Mm-hmm. Smile and chuckle. He's just standing there losing shit. And we would just walk away. I'm like, this is, this, is, this is how your day goes, man. Yeah. This is like how a day... But... A good person, like the lady who I talked to in the bank uh, a month ago. I remember you telling me that, yeah. Right? For her, racism is going away. The world is getting better. It's mm-hmm. nicer out there for everybody. Yeah. Because we're all multicultural now. I'm yeah. Like, you're a good person. That's yeah, the problem. She, she, she's a, she has a very optimistic attitude. She's optimistic. Yep. She's kind. She probably she probably has, like, a lot of black friends. <laughs> I've got a lot of black friends. Yeah. It's like, yeah, she's one of those people, right? She's yeah. a decent human being. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's just like, there's a... We're navigating like a really weird part in the world right now, and that's kind of like spilling into that. How would you say the same thing if you're in front of somebody, as opposed to would you say that online? Yeah. So that's why the online hate thing came into my head. Oh yeah. And that little kid got fucking handcuffed. That six-year-old black girl mm-hmm. got handcuffed in Ontario. Oh yeah. Like, cause 
Like again, for what reason? She's for six, what? man. She's, yeah. Just do a non <laughs> a non aggressive hold on her. Like get one of your teachers out of the classroom, and just hang on to her for a little bit. You don't need two cops to come into the room. And she's hogtied. Yeah. I they they handcuffed her hands and her feet behind her together. Yeah. I don't know if that's exactly how it was, but her hands and feet were handcuffed together. Mm-hmm. I mean, like a six year old black kid. I granted she might have behavioral issues, but was she treated differently because she was black? I mean, that's the thing. I don't know the whole story. Yeah. I, yeah. The uh, I'm not sure if you saw how wild she was. Um, I've seen kids like that. Yeah. Uh, like I'm not sure. Like I'm not saying I don't know her story, but I've seen exactly. I've seen kids were like. Like in grade six, like this lady, this girl who's in my class, she was like out of control. Like the she, the, the the teacher was like, "Everyone go home. The class is done. Okay. <laughs> Everybody out." Yeah, and I, I lived. Yeah, country. exactly. And it was made. I lived like literally like ten steps away from. I was like, "Yeah, I'm done." And but it was like she was like wild. Going nuts. And I was like, even like, but to be honest, like I'm not saying that what the police did was fair, mm-hmm. but. We everyone was like, we should call the police on this girl because like she's out of control. Like, and that's fine. But you like, can call the cops. But like, yeah. But I don't think that. Yeah, maybe it didn't. Probably it doesn't relate. Maybe it doesn't relate to this lady. Maybe she was this girl. Maybe she was just. It could have been. Because she could have been black. just a jerk. Who knows? Who knows? Right. So. Like, oh, you mean the, the kid in your class? This, no, little, no, girl. this, one, this, this little, uh, little girl. This little girl. Right. Six so, years old. But like that's that sounds really aggressive. Like, that sounds a little. That, that's, that's that's way too over the top. Yeah, I mean, not being in the room when it happened and just reading about it from a couple of news sources. It just seems like that's a little that's a little too much. Like yeah. there's no need to handcuff a six year old. But that again, that happens disproportionately among minorities all the time. Yo, like a little kid makes finger guns and he's you know cops are drawing down on him. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like I think uh, since I just got back from I got back from California and every time I I, I go there, uh, last time I was there in March, like last March for in New York, um, it's very hard for us to like really like uh, grasp how. Um, uh, like how you know with people when black people when a lot of like uh, African Americans say like they're they're afraid of police and yeah. like they say like and we're like uh, like it's very easy to say like okay is this problem like, how bad is this problem still to be dismissive yeah like you know like okay how 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 bad is it really right mm-hmm. people tend to forget they have their population is over ten times our size yeah so like we don't see it that much we see it here mm-hmm. but it's like in small numbers right because because the population is very small right there. There's so many states. There's so many like, uh, and the population is way too, is so high. It's overcrowded, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and you take into account healthcare. You take up like the uh, economy and like uh, the uh, the education system. You you just you just put all those things into one, and it's uh, you see it. Oh, hundred percent. You you totally. I've see spent it. a lot of my youth and yeah. in life in the U.S. It's it's, like, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's real. It's 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 not like if any like, but people say it can't be that bad. It's 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 totally that bad. Oh no, I mean yeah. in the states, I have I can speak from firsthand experience. Yeah. I've never in Canada been pulled over just on a random check. On a random check, I've yeah. been pulled over three times in the U.S. on a random mm-hmm. check. Just being a darker skinned guy with a shaved head. Yeah. That they can't quite tell what. I mean, even even then, this is like pre nine eleven and post nine eleven mm-hmm. when you're just like a random dude. And like I've driven through Georgia and gotten pulled over. I've yeah. driven through Nevada and gotten pulled over. Yeah. I've driven through Washington State, like you know, upper north, north Pacific Northwest, and been pulled over. It's happened three times in the U.S. Mm-hmm. to me for just like where are you from? Just just taking a look. Yeah, license and registration, just taking a look, out of state plates. Oh yeah, I've been I've I've wa- I've walked away from the last like four uh, speeding uh, speeding in four zones. Like I, I've gotten away with it. Cause all, all they said is, uh, yeah. Uh, Two cops pulled me over, and they're like, and I was "Here right, in Canada, here in Canada." Like I was by 50, uh, 51st Avenue, ninety seventh Street, right where the police station is. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I went through that, and they pulled me over, and I was like, 
uh, they're like, any drugs in the car? Yeah. And I was like, and they, I was like, no. I said, you can check. And I said, uh, uh, they said, uh, they said both hands on the steering wheel, all that stuff. And I said, uh, he goes, do you know why we pulled you over? I said, why? I was cruising. You know, and I was like, I'm like, ah. Then I went, ah. And the, the guy, they were laughing. They're laughing. Yeah. They're like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this is a construction zone. And he's like, they're like, yeah. And they're like, and the guy goes, Raj? And he's like, that, because they had my driver's license. He's like, they're like, uh, he goes, it's, he's like, it's plus 27 outside. Enjoy the day. Like, slow down. Slow down, man. And he let me go. It's significantly different here. It's so different it's here. Signific- yeah. I, yeah, I've had the times here where I've been cruising a little bit more than I should be. Yeah. It's like a few over. And you just like, talk your way out of a, a ticket with a nice cop. Yeah, and they shook my hand and everything. They're like, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm ex- I, I apologize. I'm like, I'll take the ticket. And oh, yeah. They, and they, they said, no, no. They said, just slow. It's a nice day. Slow down. I had uh, I had one on, um, yeah. on what's it called? On, our, not Argyle, on 81st, mm-hmm. 82nd, sorry, where, right by the bridge before you get to that Honda where that uh, they always have the cops sitting out there because the speed change. Oh, happens. just by 94th Street. Yeah. 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 And uh, he pulled me over, kind of talked my way out of it. And I'm like, do I have to go get you guys a box of donuts now? Like, yeah. do we do that? Is that yeah. thing the cops want? He's yeah. like, no, we can't take those. I'm like, because they make it fat or because you can't take them? Like a, like a nice, jokey, jovial conversation. Yeah. That will not happen in the States. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, the first thing you do is just to admit fault, to just be like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I was speeding. I just do it. I'm like, yeah, I was speeding. I'm like, I'll, I'll take the ticket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do we know why you pulled you Do we, do you know why we pulled you over? Yeah. I was cooking. Yeah. Unless, like, you know, if there's no reason, then you have to defend yourself. But, yeah. like, uh, but like, same time, it's like, uh, I don't ask why were you pulled over. If they ask me, I'll be like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I'm not. My tail light up? Yeah. I'm a good citizen. There has, good citizen. It has to be something. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you will. Yeah. You will not get that in the U.S. In no. the U.S. There's so much. There's so much more like um like the, the profiling is definitely way higher. The disproportionate incidents against minorities, black especially, is way higher. And yeah. And black and Hispanic too. Like there's especially like um because you can't police everything because there's the, the population is just much higher than the uh, uh than what the, the police can actually control. Right. Yeah. Especially if you go into Los Angeles and stuff like that. They can't. The police are like outnumbered by the gangs. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Not so, just that, but they're just outnumbered by street crime. Yeah, so they just have to work with them. Yeah, by random street crime. I yeah. mean, there's there's so much I have to look the other way on just because they can't deal with they can't deal with homeless drug use all the time. If, if they just dealt with homeless drug use or the homeless population in California in Los Angeles, they that's all they would do. That's all they would do. Yeah, and it would I, do nothing to curb any issues. No, because like because if, if you if you just work on. Uh, if you just if you just focus on uh, like street level when it comes to drugs and like mm-hmm. all that stuff and whole even homelessness right that does nothing it will do nothing it will do nothing all you're gonna be doing yeah it's all because you're gonna be like you're just chipping away at something that that's infinite yeah and so uh, you have to attack the problem at the source but the problem is uh, the source is at the very top of the government and they, oh, yeah. yeah and that's that's where politics gets involved and you can't do. It's like you'll never get anything done. No, man. No. It's there's there's way more to it than uh, than anybody I think really puts the effort into learning about. I mean, like just even with the bail reform. Like mm-hmm. I was reading more and more about bail reform, just because it, it's such an intriguing intriguing conversation. That um like right now we've got the idea that basically a dollar value is put on everybody. Yep. And whether or not you can afford to bail yourself out says how long you're gonna be in, in jail for. Not so much prison, but jail. Yeah. And then trying to get kids who are in jails, not prisons, because there's a difference, mm-hmm. in jails to cop pleas to things they probably haven't even done because the more prisoners they've got in a prison suddenly like gets a kickback in somebody's pocket. It's like all these things are happening in the States and it's just it's it's really gross, man. I mean, no, the way the system disgusting. is run is yeah. so gross. Oh no, it's, it's bad. Like the, the, the system pri- is brutal. Yeah, the, the the prison system is a money making scheme. It's it like, is a, like it, private prisons. Private prisons, pri- it's, like it's even like public big, prisons. Like prisons are exactly like big pharma. There, yeah. there, there is the only difference is one is like trying to like is 
the the the, ma- the mask is like trying to help people, mm-hmm. and the other one is just uh just get as many people as you can, and yeah. it's, it just creates jobs. Yeah, the mask. That's yeah. that's a good point. They they're both masks. Yeah. So like, uh, it's one not... is masking to help you get better. Yeah. And one is masking that we're helping society. Yeah. But they're both in it for money. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 the whole that's the whole thing, oh, right? So it's disgusting. It doesn't matter. I don't know. It doesn't even matter who you vote for. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it really doesn't. No. The, the truth is, like, in the again, this is the reason we can kind of say these things. Number one, because we don't know what we're talking about, and we're just reading shit online and trying to say it back to you people. I mean, that's the biggest thing. We have the we have the luxury of regurgitating shit that we read online and learning more about it as if it's a TV program. Yeah, there's there's certain, there, but there's there's also certain truths about it. Like, there, you, oh, there's definitely truths in there. Yeah, like I, I don't. I'm just saying that we don't know what the hell we're talking about. You shouldn't be getting this as like uh, the like the Bible fact. No, they, they, no this is just the trailer for the movie. Exactly. Yeah, so like... Uh, Not Mr. Church, though, because that gave all the... <laughs> gave the whole movie away. Yeah, they, I don't know. I just think it's... Um, yeah, the whole... Like, as, as long as... As long as the Republicans are in the Senate... Yeah, yeah. They're, that is status quo. That is the status quo. Like, that, yeah, that, that, I, that, nothing's ever, nothing's ever going to get solved. It doesn't matter if that's Bernie. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's, uh, if it's Joe. Yeah. Uh, but he, you're not going to win. You're not gonna win. It's he's he's in too deep. Yeah, Trump is in too deep. Yeah, and, and Mitch McConnell is the is the devil. <laughs> he's the well, he's the turtle that's got the saucer on its back, the yeah. flat Earth. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. Well, who's the who's the author? That's uh, Terry Pratchett. Is it Terry Pratchett? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. He's the turtle. Mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell's a turtle in a in a warped Terry Pratchett novel. Yeah, exactly. And the disc world is the flat Earth on his back, mm-hmm. and everybody's just like floating, hurtling through space yeah. well, on the, the back of four all elephants. All the bells from the uh... back of four elephants. Holy yeah. shit! It is a it is a Republican uh, metaphor, isn't it? Yeah. Mitch McConnell's a turtle. And the world's on the back of four elephants. Yeah. Uh, and it's a flat Earth. Exactly. Yeah. Man. Democrats try to <laughs> hell sends us the bell, and we're just gonna kill it. Because it's, because it's democratic. Uh, yeah. Oh, did you hear about uh, Starship? Starship Enterprise? No. Jefferson uh, Starship? No. Elon Musk test. Uh, oh yeah. SpaceX. The the explosion. The explosion. Yeah. The prototype yeah. exploded. It blowed up. Blew up. Man, that's a uh, good. That's it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, because you don't want that to happen when there's people on board. Yeah. Do you want all these problems? To, I mean, to, you got to break a few eggs, as we said in our last episode. Yeah. If you want to make something right. And if you've got a prototype that's going to go up in the air and it's going to explode, now you've got data, mm-hmm. valuable, valuable data mm-hmm. on why it blew up. Yeah, there's no like, there's, uh, I th- yeah, his response was that'll buff out. <laughs> yeah, that's a typical Elon Musk. Response, yeah, exactly. Right? So I think it's a, uh, um, uh, I think it still shows promise, but there's also that, um, um, I think in twenty. I think it's in a, within like maybe five years. I think NASA just awarded SpaceX a. Uh, a contract to go um, to this one asteroid, uh, but I think it's between Mars and Jupiter. I think it's a it's a, it's asteroid a precious that, metals asteroid. Precious thing? metals yeah. asteroid. Yeah. So they're gonna. I think that what's the contract worth? Hundred fifty million dollars or something like that. It's quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah, it's quite a bit. So we'll see how that uh, how that pans out. To see how mining works, how how asteroid mining works. Yeah. So I think that I think the pro. I think the I think the initial. I think, I think it's gonna be like the initial stage is gonna be like you know if, if we can send a if we can send. Uh, a falcon there mm-hmm. and then we can mine it there extract it and then bring it back to earth <laughs> some but uh armageddon type shit exactly so i think it's uh it'd be a good practice because the thing is like if that is true if, if they can get that done yeah they can do that because like any mining that's going to happen on asteroids because asteroids all asteroids that are um that are uh, have been identified mm-hmm. have a monetary value oh yeah but they, i mean yeah. if, if people don't know already whatever's in an asteroid 
It's on Earth. Yeah, it's yeah. So like, there's things in there. Oh yeah, it's like there's asteroids that are floating around Earth that have like uh, certain rare Earth metals. Yeah, they're named, and they have like, hey, this asteroid is worth like you know six point five billion dollars. This one's worth this one. They've actually been, they've been categorized and priced. Yeah, no, no. I mean, there's yeah. there's a business behind it. There's a there's business, a business behind- model behind mining asteroids. Yeah. and getting precious metals off of those. Yeah, because we've raped our planet. Yeah, and it's so, like, so let's move on to the flying rocks. Yeah, so I think this, what they're doing is like you know if that comes to if that if that stuff ever comes to Earth, now they're going to be like hey, if the whole plan to go to Mars actually comes to fruition. Yeah, they'll be like you know what if Mars does not have the exact metals that we need or resources that we, need, that we need, and yeah. the asteroids do. At least we at least we have the practice in place that mm-hmm. we know how to we know how to extract it from asteroids and ship it back to like let's say Mars for example, yeah. right? So. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how that pans out. It's a we're we're coming into a pretty cool twenty years. I think I think the next twenty years are going to really define what's going to happen in the future of our planet. You can either take the next twenty years and just be status quo and not try to fix issues like plastic and not try to fix issues like environmental damage. Yeah. And uh, and try to move to Mars as an escape option. Yeah. Or you can try to fix our planet and fix emissions and fix these issues in in a in a way that works and go to a, a secondary home. Mm-hmm. Essentially, and kind of become futuristic. Like, are we going to grow as this, as this, like this, uh, this uh, society that can move forward intelligently and will populate in a smart, cool sci-fi way, Star Trek way, or are we just going to be like, let's burn our shit down, burn the bridge here because we took all that we need here. Let's go get it over there, and we'll be like parasites, and we'll get it there, and it's done there. We'll go to one of the moons of Titan, mm-hmm. and we'll see how that works. We'll yeah. terraform that, and we'll burn that down. Mm-hmm. It's like the next twenty years, I think, are going to design how we do that as a as a as a species as a people i think in the next 20 years if you, if you want let's let's call it the next 20 years that when mm-hmm. when things start to like really happen i think in the next 20 years uh defining moments will will arise yeah but i think they're gonna 20 in, t- in the next 20 years things are gonna happen uh kind of in a um uh don't say in a vacuum no they won't happen in a vacuum i think they're gonna there's gonna be there's gonna be paradigm shifts like they're gonna be happening like things will be happening way quicker at like at a at a more rapid pace. Like, yeah. yeah. In, so like if yeah, for like, the, hopefully for the better. Yeah, hopefully for the oh, even for the worse sometimes. Like, well, no, but that's what I mean. If it, if they if those paradigm shifts don't happen mm-hmm. at all, yeah, then the end of that twenty years, then there's gonna be parasites. Yeah. So yeah, so it, it's either gonna be one or the other. Yeah, but if paradigm shifts happen mm-hmm. for the better and we progress as humans in a cool, natural, we're good to the universe way. Yeah. Or they don't happen and we just continue on as parasites. Yeah, like the the, the, the thing. There's also like a. Famous saying, this is probably not verbatim what it means, but like, uh, uh, you can't get in the way of progress. Mm-hmm. Let's see how that pans out and see if like it's... Uh, <laughs> you can you can totally get in the way of progress. But like, but that's a famous saying, right? But <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like, like, like what is going to be, what's, what, what is going to be, what's going to stop it? Yeah, exactly. So whether it's going to be politics, whether it's going to be... That's how you get in the way of progress. Whether it's going to be cor- like coronavirus or like yeah. whatever it is, right? So no, like, no. Yeah. So we're going to see, let's see how it pans out. Yeah. I, I, you are, you are, again, you I, like, thankfully... You are the optimistic guy who's like, this will all be good and things are going to be great. Me, I honestly... Oh, no, no. I, I, I don't think everything's going to be great. Not at all. Well, but you, you hope it is. No, the, and you're looking forward to yeah, it being better. Yeah, so like either like uh, whatever comes, whether it's mm-hmm. going to be like something bad or whether it's gonna, the next 20 years is going to be towards like something like, okay, you know what? We've cured this. You know, yeah. we've uh, solved this, we, whatever it is. Or uh, we're still going to anchor ourselves to what's holding us back and that's going to just... That that's gonna like just end progress. That's that's what. I, I so think I think that next twenty years, yeah. that's gonna whatever happens, good or bad, is yeah. gonna happen quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Hundred yeah. percent. That's uh, I think the same way. To, in my mind, I'm like, yeah. okay, 
by the end of the next 20 years, mm-hmm. either we've gotten to a point where we're, uh, we've become better or we're going to get to a point where there's no turning back. Like we are, we are within that zone of point of no return. Yeah, there's, there's going to be like, uh, uh, I think at the end, I think the end of 10, 15, 20 years, yeah. maybe even 30 years, right? There's going to be, there, there's going to be an event horizon for where like, we're going to be like, you know yeah, what? We're monsters now. Yeah. Now we're just going to stay monsters. Yeah. Like we are, it's going to be the, the thing's going to happen where, yeah, at the end of that next two decades, it's either like we're, we're altruistic to the universe mm-hmm. or we are just monsters and we're going to dig deep. Yeah, but I think the people who are holding... Capitalism. Like, especially like when it comes to like people who are kind of holding us back, it's like... Uh, Why? I think... I think I I, 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 my hope is that they'll just die out. I, yeah, yeah, I used to think that way, right? Because that sounds like a pretty grim turn. Like eventually the bad people out there who are holding us back are just going to die out and we're going to have like more good people in the world. But the problem is we're just always producing more bad people. Yeah, we're, we're always producing. Well, the thing is, like, if these these stupid ass millennials are like the uh, who that, that don't grow up, yeah, it's weird, right? I, mean, I don't want those people in charge. I'm I'm really looking forward to Gen Z because yeah. they seem like they're with it. Like they've yeah. got the uh, the the version of their parents are different than the version of the parents of millennials. Yeah, even though they're in the same like uh, the same kind of generation mm-hmm. group, but they're a little bit different. There's like the the parents of the Gen Z kids. Seem to be a little bit more like, okay, all right, let's see how all this shit pans out. Well, the thing is like, yeah. Whereas like the Gen Z, uh, the the millennial parents are all snooky. They're all different versions of like a Florida campground. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like the, like, that's, that, that's I guess that's the scary thing, right? Because like, especially when it comes to US politics, right? Like the, uh, it's so divided mm-hmm. and the youth, like, I guess the youth, if you want to call it, like for lack of a better term, like they're the ones who are like, uh, cause they're the ones who are like really like, uh, at the forefront of the divide, yeah, because they're the ones who are loudest. They're the ones who know how to use like the YouTube and online servicing, uh, online services. Well, and, like, you just called it the YouTube, the YouTube, right? And uh, the Facebook and the, the, uh, Facebook. the Instagram, Instagram. They're on the Instagram, yeah. So like, uh, 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 they're the ones who know how to use all this, uh, the social media, uh, how to use all social media, and like, they're, to, they're connected, yeah. So like, uh, yeah, there has to. Be, I don't know. I just think there's just way too much. Uh, there's gonna be way too much power given to people who are um, who should not be in control of things. So, yeah, I've always th- I don't like, know that I, sounds kind of like weak and dumb, but like no, I no, think, no. Yeah. I think you're I think you're right. I, I, like I said, I think the reason you think that way, the, the comment you just made about the youth who are connected to the kind of force change mm-hmm. in a way, like this, we're seeing a yeah. Greta thing, yeah. right? Um, we're like that's the hope, but in my mind, it just seems like, and again, this is always I always play this angle. Because like uh, that's kind of where my head goes first, and like mm-hmm. I said, I'm always glad that you're playing the optimistic side because mm-hmm. that's a good, it's a good balance. Yeah, it wouldn't work then. <laughs> it wouldn't work then, right? Yeah. Echo chamber. Yeah. Um, I always kind of feel like that concept of we could spend, uh, let's just say a million bucks mm-hmm. and fix, the, start fixing the problem now, mm-hmm. and for a year we're gonna work at like say either a deficit or at at like flat balance. Yeah. Whatever it is, we're gonna we're gonna work at, at even, and we're gonna fix the problem. But we're not going to make any money out of it mm-hmm. unless try that, because like you know maybe we gotta maybe we gotta be in that famine for a year, right? Mm-hmm. But we might fix the problem, or we just eat all the food now because who knows? Like I don't have to worry about it because I'll be dead by then. I'll be dead by then, right? Yeah. Or like maybe global warming isn't a thing, and this is just like one of those things that happens. Like, well, we could work in a famine for a year, and like maybe we'll reverse global warming, and at the end of the year we'll see. Mm-hmm. But it's like that greed of like, no, 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 no. It's all global warming is bullshit. It's a joke, and it's all everything's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. Look over here. Look over here. Hey, look over here. Money. Yeah. Look at all this money we're making. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how about we just take a little, uh, take a step back, right? We could fix a problem. Or we could continue to be greedy and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Like, I mean, all we have to do is take a, little st- a step back. That's all we're asking. 
Like, just take a step back and let's see if we can fix the problem. Just exist in a famine for a year. And fix oh the yeah, problem. like like the uh, even that uh, um, that Swedish girl, uh, Greta Thunberg. Thunberg, yeah. Like, I was saying Thunberg too. Th- yeah, I was saying that thing. It's that's Thunberg. You. I like her. Um, I, I the thing is like I like her energy. Yeah, I re- I, re- I really like her. Um, the thing is like she's, she's definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, she's um, like she can't really list the science. I don't expect that out of her. No. Um, it'd be great. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if she did, but like, same time, it's like, you know what? Maybe she's not like, uh, she's just there to like, she cares enough and like, she mm-hmm. can get, and she, she, she garners a lot of attention. And she does have sources they can go to, though. Yeah. So, but I think like, you know, like if you look at, uh, if you look at this, let's say cut this part out, right? She's there. She's yeah. the voice. Yeah. Okay. So I think what she needs is like everything behind her, like this, that triangle mm-hmm. that goes back. That's her backup. That's the science. That's the people who are yeah. gonna lead the change. Those are the like the climatologists. Those are the scientists. Those are like the, the researchers. They need a voice because those dorks don't know how to like no. convince anything anybody of anything. No man. Yeah, it's the truth. I mean, yeah. she she definitely needs to be backed by science, which I think she is to to a point. And then after that, I think it's. I I don't think you should be going to her, and saying um my OCD is gonna kill me here. And that's not because you're gonna leave a ring on the table. It's just like. This looks normal to me. <laughs> they're, they're both on coast. It looks good. Or we can just do this to both. No, no. That's, um, that's better. Uh, but I think I think the thing is, look, so she comes out there and she tells you this is the this is the problem of the planet right now. Yeah. We can fix it now or we might all just burn to death. Yeah. But if we try to like, you know, fix it, we might actually fix it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Who cares? We'll go back to the way with the way things are. Yeah. Well, we should be trying to fix shit. Mm-hmm. And then she gives you a bunch of sources as to what she's talking about. She's like, well, read all these. Read all these things that are out there. They're all sourced. They're all cited. There's, uh, They've all been checked. And it's all valid information yeah. of to why I and think. There's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And then they say to her, and what else have you got? She's like, I've got you going to Google and reading about it. Yeah. It's like, she doesn't need to provide more than that. No. like She what? doesn't need to go back and give you 10 times more of the information yeah, she's like, given you. Yeah. Did you research it? Yeah. Did I you like, research it? Oh, like, oh no. I, like, uh, no, I don't have to. Let me Google that for you. No. no she shouldn't be doing the let me, let me Google that for no. you. Now you have to go educate yourself. Mm-hmm. But everybody goes around and it's like, well, what else? Tell me more. What else have you got? Mm-hmm. You've got this, but there must be more, right? So give me more. It's like, no, stupid. Yeah. It's your turn to go get smarter now. That's, that's, that's weird that you mentioned that because like, uh, that's like, uh, like, she just provides you with with the picture, right? Yes. It's up to you to it's up to you to like like look at it and yeah. and come up with your own like uh yeah your theories your your and your own like uh, conclusions, right? Mm-hmm. I akin that to like uh um to watching two thousand one Space Odyssey. Always comes back to that. You know why? Why is that? Because like when you watch that movie, you're yeah. taking on a ride, right? But no one understands the ending. No. That that's that's on purpose. It's up to you to decide. It's up to you to figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, right? it's a good point though. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, like, you could be sitting and be like, "Well, it's a big space baby." Yeah. What the fuck is that? Think about uh, it. Yeah, it's stupid. Like, yeah, it'd be like, "Well, think about it." Like, but was it? Yeah. What's your interpretation? Yeah. What's your interpretation of it? Because that's the key to making something great. Is like you know you you garner discussion. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, people just instead of garnering discussion or having discussion or like looking for more positive no they're discussion. Just, yeah, they're just setting their ways. They're like they uh, just make a friggin' porno tattoo of her and stick it on the truck yeah it's like that's the kind of shit they do right it's like you know what i don't like her i don't like her weird squinty face yeah i think she's mentally ill and uh her parents are stupid i'm gonna make this thing i'm gonna put on my truck and i'm yeah. gonna go get my dualies kicking my, it it's get like my, uh, get my koozie yeah why are you being a caricature like why are you being a caricature yeah, what she's already saying you are mm-hmm. like i mean you're not right the whole the whole point is the caricature person who i'm just talking about now he's so loud and he's just kind of uh appealing to so many people 
Oh well, yeah, it's kind of funny, whatever. And again, good people are like whatever, I'll blow away. Don't worry about it. It's all gonna it's all gonna go away. No, there's too many of those fucking there's people. There's too out many there. of those people out there, man. Stop just letting that guy walk around being an asshole yeah, stop and representing st- you. Yeah. What did Bill Burr say? Stop making that fucking guy. There's too many of them. <laughs> There's too many of them, man. Yeah. Exactly. Stop making that guy mm-hmm. and stop empowering that guy or girl or whatever he is. Yeah, stop he, giving them a voice. Those people are useless. Yeah. you're Not only are you giving them a voice, but like you're letting them continue talking unchecked. Yeah. It, it's just, it's not healthy for, for, we're living in a society, people. Yeah. <laughs> we're living in a, speaking of society, we're living in a society. Fucking air seat plane puncher. You see this guy? Punching no. a lady's seat in the airplane? No. Ah, it was another one of those things that occurred to me. I'm like, this is like, does he not realize we're living in a civilized society? Yeah. This guy, he's sitting on a plane. Oh, I have, uh, I have, an- I have, an- I have another airline story to tell you, but continue with your. Oh yeah, it's probably it's probably gonna fuel your fire. Mm-hmm. He's on the uh, the flight. I think it's like a WestJet flight or something. I don't know, whatever it is, Air Canada. I don't know the flight. He's sitting down. There's a video of it on YouTube, and he's just like punching the seat of a lady who's reclined her seat. So she's in front of him. He wants to read his book and he wants to lean forward while reading. Yeah. And uh, instead of leaning his seat back or doing whatever. And all of this could probably have been solved with a conversation. Mm-hmm. But instead, he was apparently just like just just full knockout punches on her seat. Like her head was bouncing. And then she starts videotaping him. And then he like went down to uh, like a light punch onto the back of this lady's seat. Mm-hmm. She asked uh, the flight attendant, hey, do you see what's going on here? The flight attendant apparently was like, yeah, what do you want me to do about it? Oh, fuck. like, what do you want me to do about it? You want me to turn the plane around? What am I going to do about it? Just just deal with it essentially right so she keeps continue she continues to, to videotape it my question was clearly she looks like she's probably like mid 50s early 60s maybe mid 60s in that age group 55 to 65 would he have done that if it was you or me like to a guy he's just some guy who's just punching her seat because could, he's entitled to his space in his mind right yeah i think uh or is it because he it's like a lady so he's like i'm gonna punch the seat because what is she gonna do about it I say order a hot cup of coffee and throw it over your head behind him. Like, burn this motherfucker. I would... Okay, you know what? I, I could see... I'm not advocating violence on him. No, no, no. Do I, I, I could see him doing that to someone, some, some a guy too. You could see that? I could see that. Man, I don't know. I think I think there's like a, a stink of cowardice here. Okay, I, okay that, 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 it, could, it, could, it could be that too, right? It could be. Yeah, but uh, I think, okay, instead of like being like... Instead of doing the punching, if it was a guy, uh, he might have been like... He might have said it to the guy, like, hey, man, move your... Can you move your uh, Could you li- give me a little room here? Yeah, give me some... I mean, he would have said it in a more, like, uh, insulting t- tone. Like, judging on his behavior on that, yeah, yeah, I think if it was a guy, he would have said, like... Yeah, if it was a huge guy, he wouldn't say shit. He wouldn't say shit yeah. to him. No, not if it was a guy who yeah. looked like he's going to turn around and be like, the hell did you say to yeah. me? He wouldn't say a thing. Yeah. Because this guy's a coward. Yeah, if he... If, like, if... If like I said, like I think for me, if he said something to me, like you know, said like it goes, move your fucking seat up, I'll be like, I'll be like, <laughs> you want to try I, that again? Yeah. And then if I'd, I'd ask the stewardess, I'd be like, I'm like, did you hear that? He like this guy just said this, right? And he's like, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, you're not gonna do anything about it? Okay, fine. Uh, and I'm just gonna, then I just leave my seat back. Can I? Yeah. Can I get a a tea? Yeah. Can I get a hot cup of coffee, yeah. please? I'm like, I'm like, then send me to business class. Yeah, send me to business class. Yeah. I uh, know, man. I just, I don't know. To me, that's just like, it's such a chicken shit move mm-hmm. because in my mind, I'm like, he's punching the seat because it's a lady who clearly yeah. isn't going to do anything. Yeah. He, uh, he's clearly got some sort of mental issue, probably more than likely. Who does that? Like, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's, this, we're living just, just doing this in a, yeah, that's, yeah, a that's, civilization. That's, that's, yeah. It's just terrible. Man. I don't know why people. I, I can't believe people can do that. Uh, humans are gross, man. No, there was actually the one I was gonna was gonna tell yeah, you. Yeah, I want to hear this because you were uh, you were like right into it. Oh no, I, I okay. First of all, I, this I was not involved. This is something I saw online. 
Oh. And so yeah, it was it was an also air, good though. Yeah, it was a, it was an air steward like a male, mm-hmm. and I think this baby was crying with this with this with this uh this baby was crying and this lady was like uh, trying to hold it, but this guy did something to the woman and to the kid, hmm. and then he put his hands on the kid, and it's a baby. It's a baby, and, she and this just, is the the air, the male flight attendant. Yeah, and so he and he he's like uh um uh then this and the woman was crying, and uh the mother the mother was crying right and I was like uh. And this guy, and we're like, what? Everyone's like, what the fuck happened, right? And then she's like, he's like, she he grabbed my baby and tried to like, uh, telling me, telling it to shut up and stuff like that. Right? Jeez! And then you just see this guy coming to the camera, like coming to the thing, and he's like, then he comes up and he's, and then uh, no, no, sorry, the guy, this one guy sets up and he's like, what? a passenger, another Pas- passenger, another passenger who he did this lady didn't even know. He got up and he's like, uh, uh, he told the guy, he's like, you guys want to fucking touch that baby? He goes, why don't you fuck? He's like, uh, he goes, I'll fucking. He goes, you touch my kid. He goes, you touch her again, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Oh wow! I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Like, he doesn't say I'll kill you, but he's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. He's, oh let's man! Go. He goes, let's fucking go. Let's see how tough you are. And the guy just disappeared. <laughs> oh no! Well, I guarantee yeah. that guy's never flying again. Oh, that guy was just. Uh, he, he's like, and then he goes, not 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 the airline yeah. uh, flight attendant, the the dude who said it to the flight attendant. Yeah, he's like, he's, like, he's never gonna fly again. Yeah, because he's he, gonna get put on the list. Yeah, he he just said like he goes, he, he didn't threaten to kill the guy. Yeah. He's like, he said, oh, like, it doesn't matter. They yeah, have way too much power. Yeah, he's like, he's like, come on, he's like, let's go, let's go. He goes, let's go. Yep. And then, then they, they pushed him aside. Then he's like, he goes, no, just sit down. And he's like, and then you look back at me. He goes, he goes, you're a fucking coward. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. He's like, you're he's a fucking totally coward. A coward. He goes, you fucking touch that baby. And like, look at the woman. She's crying. You're threatening Is her. Is this on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, God. Look it up. People, yeah. go go take a look at that. Go take that a look. sounds amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. The guy got, uh, he was, he, and this guy was huge. Man, yeah. Was he a white guy? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah. Hey, ain't nobody darker than white gonna get up no, on a no, plane di- and yeah, no stand up for anybody. Yeah. No, well, they're not, because we'll never fly again. I would, if no one said anything, I, I'd like to think that I would say something and stand up and be like... Uh, oh, man, I, it's one of those things where I like to stand up for people being bullied and people in like vulnerable situations, yeah. but like on a plane, I do like to travel. Okay, how about this? Okay, if you had the option, Yeah. okay, Uh and you wouldn't get kicked off, okay? <laughs> I hope everybody's and got yeah, the cameras it's, it's, out. It's in midair, yeah. and they're about to land and stuff like that, right? They can reroute the flights. So yeah, so if let's say yeah, so let's say you have the option of either uh, getting involved and just shutting the guy down, mm-hmm. or you're the only one who has a phone, and let's say you're the only one who's videotaping it. You can and you can have that moment on your phone and, and video record everything of the guy doing that to the baby. Oh yeah, I probably I definitely want to record it first. Yeah, I definitely record it first. No, you know, or- you, you, you could do one or the other. Yeah, I think I would be the guy who's recording it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know, man. It's one of those things. I hate being that guy. But at the same time, we are in a bad situation in, yeah. in the air. Post 9-11, yeah. they, they don't want us on those yeah. planes, man. But then again, you could, do, you could do both. You could say to the guy, I'm recording all you this. You could, right? I'm exactly. Like, exactly. And keep your goddamn hands off her. I'll tell you, the yeah. one thing that, um, that like gets people, that shuts people down the fastest is that video camera. Mm-hmm. The second you tell somebody they're being recorded... And this is going to go somewhere. They just, they shut their shit down ASAP. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's everywhere I've ever worked. The first thing you say to a guy before you engage, if we're going to get into any kind of physical, is like, number one, you're on camera. Yeah. Keep in mind, you're on camera. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything right now. I just want you to leave. And nine times out of ten, they're out of there. Mm-hmm. Unless they're liquored up and just like, <laughs> and you're like, here we go. Yeah. Or they're in like I'm true religion jeans and a <laughs> Ed Hardy shirt. They don't give a oh, shit about that camera. Fucking Ed Hardy. Those guys are always ready to go. Yeah. Oh, we had a, I was in a Sobeys here and a guy was getting into a thing with uh, two brown guys. They were clearly cabbies. I'm not saying that in a, in a rough way. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I know them from from the cabs, the yeah. cab stand. And um, they were just they're eating it, man. He was yelling "packy" something to him. Mm-hmm. So I got I got involved and kind of shoved the guy out of the way, made sure he didn't smack the one guy in the mouth. Yeah. And then uh, he, I said to him, "Hey, just 
they're calling the cops and you're on camera. Mm-hmm. That's all I had to say to him. Like, they're calling the cops and you're on camera. And the guy was out the door, man. He was out the door like he was going to, he was touched by the speed force. <laughs> <laughs> the speed force. He was out the door like Barry Allen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was gone, man. Yeah. Actually, that only happened to me once. I was in super. I was in Superstore uh, and there was, I was uh, in one aisle and I heard this um, uh, Indian guy and he was backing away with the camera. <laughs> and they're on his phone, right? And there's this white, and there was a white guy there, and he was just, uh, just, uh, say, not even yelling, just talking, talking to him. And I said, "Uncle, what are you doing?" And he's like, and then the guy's like, he's like, he's telling, he, he called me Paki, and he's like, he told me to go back. He's like, he's like, he told me to go back to the country, go back to India. And I was like, so I, was, I told the guy, I'm like, the guy's like, hey man, I said, and he's like, yeah man, go back. He goes, go, yeah, go back to your country, man. We don't want you here, right? I told the guy, I looked, Why, I just man? looked at the, I just looked at the guy. I said, get out. I like, just leave. Just get out. I'm like, leave. You're on camera. I'm like, you're. I said, I'm gonna walk you out. Ugh, and I, I said, I'm gonna. Fo- yeah, I said, I'm gonna walk you, and I'm gonna walk with you. And I'm gonna follow you out of here. Just leave. And then he, he just looked at me, and he, uh, and he left. It happens a lot. Yeah, I'm like, cause I'm like, it happens a lot. Just because you don't talk about it. I'm like, man, you're too young to be like saying this shit. Yeah, I'm you're like, too young to be such a piece of shit. Yeah, man. Or maybe you're in that sweet spot. And then you're you're that that point where you're about to realize that you're a piece of shit and you're yeah. young, and you're gonna get older and realize what you were. Yeah, gonna, yeah, he's walking that away. edge between sweet spot and sore spot. <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, but he no, is, yeah, but, exactly. Uh, he is like you know, like either like you know, you're gonna you know, you're gonna take that you're gonna take that turn and like you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, like um, why was I doing I'm, that? Yeah, well, well, why am I thinking like this? Or you're just like you know, what just you know, just ride away in your ignorance. So. Yeah, I mean, and more than likely, that's what's gonna happen. He's gonna ride away in his ignorance, which yeah. is sad. I, I just think the whole thing is sad. I, I just, um, it always comes back to me, and people say it's like, no, we're all good people, and things are great out here. I'm like, yeah, you don't know. Like, you really, it's unfortunate, and that's why I talk about it a lot more these days. Is because it is not going away. It's gonna continue happening. Like there are just there are idiots out there who are gonna keep being idiots, and hopefully the the way it's gonna slow down, or the way it's gonna be um, kind of like uh, balanced out, is when there are be- the better people, the, the good people, start realizing that there needs to be more of us out there. They educate their stupid ass friends and mm-hmm. tell them you shouldn't be like that. Yep. Shun shun the the idiots. You gotta shun them. You gotta shun them, and you gotta point them out. I think everyone do two things. No, I think I think every yeah, to, I guess for lack of a better term, being corrected. Yeah. We've all been corrected well, yeah, at, in some yeah, form, some yeah. form of fashion. Like you know, like there's we've all been like that, and uh, um, some people just need it more than others. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly, it. man. Yeah, it's like you can help some people. Like you can absolutely help people get better, and then there are some people that need to be like held underwater like a bag of cats in Russia. Yeah, you have to put that under until they until they stop struggling. Hold them there. Yeah, stop, like hold them underwater until there's no more movement. Yeah, and then when you think there might be movement, hold it a little bit, a little longer. bit longer. Yeah, a little bit longer. Pure. Uh, um, Sicario. <laughs> Absolutely Sicario. Yeah. Hey, so let's get to some lighter stuff. Yes. We, we've been talking about some pretty dark, dark, dark. Yeah, we took a dark there. corner there. We did, but you know what? Every now and then you have to. You have to take a little bit of a dark turn because, yeah. again, I, I think it's 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 a perspective that not everybody gets to see. Yes. Like we, we talk about it every now and then, not all the time. We're not that kind of a podcast, but every now and then we talk about it because not everybody understands what it's like being somebody else. And they think it's all peachy keen and everything's cool because it just it's not in your face all the time. Yeah, it's true. Right? Yep. So, I mean, every now and then we just tell you, hey, it's not gone. It's, it is getting better. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. You can, yeah, there's, there's, you can always choose to look at life as a, like a, um, it is ending one day at a time. There's so much what you see on the news and stuff like that. But you, you opt for happiness always. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. The, best, the best way to be is just be like happy. And yeah, don't life. let that shit scare you on the news. Yeah, Fuck coronavirus isn't out to get you, man. No, it's it's just, the the problem is, it's like there's not a lot of people who've gotten it, but 
enough of those people have died, so the percentage is high and the population is low, so it makes it look like it's all these people are dying. The flu is still killing more people. Mm-hmm. Like the regular old flu is still like it's still a it's a warlord. Yep. It's got a pretty good track record. Yeah. The regular old flu is still the king of the king of the illness. Yeah, so um yeah, man, there's no uh you never know how much time you have left, so just make sure you make the most of it. Just be a good person. Mm-hmm. Be a good person and, and just treat people nicely. Yep. Antonio Sabato. Oh fuck. Remember that him? Guy. Yeah. Yeah, he says his career has taken a downturn because he hopped on board at Trump. Oh think, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah. That's no one why. saw that coming. No, but I mean, is, what a is fucking that idiot! I, I, that guy's a fucking. That guy's fucking useless. <laughs> His career took a downturn because he's Antonio Sabato. Yeah, Jr. Look, look at you. Did you see him like during the in 2016 when he was like telling everybody he's gonna go like he's gonna run for this thing and he was gonna run for this. Uh, it was like a like a state senator, or some state senator, like something like that. Yeah, he, and then he was like saying like, uh, uh, he was talking to um, uh, what's his face? Um, what's that guy's name? Uh. The Italian guy, he's on CNN. Um, his dad, his dad was the, um, used to be like a, a, a trial lawyer. Uh, lawyer, um, Chris Cuomo. Oh, no. Well, Chris Cuomo is well. His brother is Mario Cuomo. Yeah, yeah. But that, there is a. Was his, his father a trial lawyer? Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, or he was like a big time politician in New York, and he had Antonio Sabato Jr. on. You got <laughs> to think about Mario Cuomo. No, 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 no. That's his brother. No, but no. This is a Chris Cuomo is like is, you know. Yeah, him, right? he's the CNN guy. Yeah, he's the same, that, that's the guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless of who his family was, <laughs> yeah. But his brother's always shitting on. Yeah, him. but yeah. So, um, but he had Antonio Sabato Jr. on, uh, on his show uh, when Trump was being uh, running for the nomination or running for president, or I guess when he was like uh, when he was already president and he was just ripping into Antonio Sabato, and they had a back, they were going head to head and. You you could see how stupid Antonio Sabato Jr. was. You're like, uh, he, he's your typical pretty boy. I know, man. Like everything I, lo- I loved about him in the '90s just came crashing down. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like his career was was gone in the it was '90s. Was garbage. Yeah, it wasn't like he was. Uh, it's all he was all based on looks when he was young. Oh, his looks and his father. Yeah, Antonio Sabato was the the brains. Yep, and he had a career. Yep, and he and was well liked by everybody. Yeah, his son is just a good looking idiot. <laughs> he's just a pretty boy. Yep, he was a handsome idiot, ain't you? It's a good thing you're pretty, Joey. Yeah, because he ain't smart. Yeah, exactly. But he's old now. His looks are—he's just—he's uh, still in pretty good shape. That's fine. He's still in pretty decent shape. Yep. He did a wife swap a couple years ago. Did he? Yeah, that show, wife swap. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. <laughs> not not a real wife swap. He did like a the TV show thing. It's like you take my wife, I'll take your wife, and we'll find out we're both scumbags, and both our wives are sick of us. Did they bang each other? No, 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 no. It's not that kind of wife. Swap. It's oh, not. Okay. It's not wife swing mm-hmm. or sex swing swap. What the hell do you want to call it? It's well, just it, it, a TV it, show. It, like Mick Fo- I think him and Mick Foley. No. I think it was him and Mick Foley. Mick Foley? I'm pretty sure oh, Mick shit. Foley got his wife. And then he got Mick Foley's wife. I saw Mick Foley's wife. Yeah, she's older. She's a she's nice not, lady. Yeah, it's not older. She's got a real nice mom vibe. Yep. Yeah. But she's also sick of her kids, though. She's sick of her kids? Yeah, they're, they're, they're a handful. Well, it could have been a lot of play for the show, right? Because it is reality TV. That's true. They, yeah. they fake a lot of well, that. Well, you know what you married into, so. Yeah. Roddy Piper and Ric Flair did the wife swap. And that same, same I'm pretty show. sure Ric Flair didn't care. He's like, no, nah, well, he's they like, were best friends, right? Yeah. They were really tight. Yeah. So when they, when, uh, when Rowdy Piper's wife went to Ric Flair's house, she was wondering like, who's going to be the husband? Cause it's somebody famous or something. Yeah. The celebrity wife swap. So she walked in, she's like, big gold belt, Rick. Yes. And Ric Flair was super nice to her. Yeah. Ric, Ric Flair was super nice. To her. Oh yeah. Ric Flair's, Ric Flair's the fucking man. Oh yeah. It was great, man. Cause like, as soon as she saw the belt, she's like, oh yes, this is great. I'm at my buddy's house. Can you, that's how it was. Can you imagine having beers with Ric Flair? Oh, dude, he that, talked about it that'd on be, that episode. Yeah, that'd be unreal. And it, it is unreal. At, at the same time, um, Roddy Piper was like genuinely concerned for him because mm-hmm. that it, you know he's doing well. He's he's got his money. At the same at the same token, he blew a lot of it. He talked yeah. about 
how it was like being the champ when the champ goes to a bar. Yeah. Uh, it's like you're you got the big gold belt. Yeah. So you've got the big gold money clip. Yeah. Putting out hundos. Yeah. And it's something like if anybody who does watch wrestling already knows like the Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair era, mm-hmm. like they really were the jet flying, yeah. mm-hmm. limousine riding, riding. Yep. high flying. They, yeah. they really were those guys. Mm-hmm. They had to live it, right? Yeah. So um, they blew a lot of money. They were making a lot of money. They blew a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Roddy was talking about that and he's like, man, that's how it was. When you were the champ and you had the belt and you walked into an arena or walked into a bar that night and all the other guys who you were with, the heels, faces, whoever they were. They show up, or even just people hanging around. The champ buys the drinks. Mm-hmm. Like, man, that's that's something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's it's wild. I'd love to. I'd love to have a beer with Rick. With Rick I got to meet him one time mm-hmm. uh, at the casino. We were working the River Cree, yeah. and he walked by, and the guy I was with was like, "I think that's Ric Flair," and he turned around and he's like, "Goo." <laughs> that was it. He was oh, so I nice. You, I remember you told me about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't even a real, real, a real meet. He yeah. just turned around and he was like, he was just happy mm-hmm. that somebody said it. I, I'm sure lots of people would say it. Mm-hmm. He was dressed down, like really dressed down. So regular T-shirt, nice pants, and it was Ric Flair. And uh, the guy I was with was like, "That's Ric Flair," and he's walking up. And he walked past us, turned around. And he's like, <laughs> he's "Like, no, get out of town." He was so nice about it, though. He was super chill. Jeez, it's like a like a three second interaction with Ric Flair, and he's just the nicest guy. Nice. Yo, you felt it. You, you felt, felt his nicest. You guy. felt his. You felt his energy. I felt his positive energy. <laughs> yeah. Coming back to the positive people thing, you you feel it when somebody's yeah. nice to you, genuinely nice to you. Mm-hmm. You know they're being genuinely yeah, exactly, nice to you. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. being an asshole. You can you can tell they're being an asshole. Yeah, I, actually, the the one person I met, uh, I guess, celebrity wise, um, uh, who I knew would be very nice mm-hmm. when I first when I met them, was uh, Famke Johnson. Really? Yeah. Huh. I I wouldn't have thought in a million years you'd say Famke Johnson. Yeah. She. I met her at a, at a cherry tea like those those t shirt uh, place where you can make your own t shirts. I met her in Vancouver and she was filming X Men there. Oh no way! Yeah, and uh, so X Men era. Yeah, Jean Grey, Famke Johnson. Exactly. Yeah, she had the hair and shit. Yeah, this is her, the first. This is like the second X Men movie, and I was Damn. like, "Damn." Uh, uh, I saw her. Yeah, I saw. I, I saw. I saw. I saw her there, and I was like, "It was just myself, my cousin, and we were in the in that store." And I was like, "I'm like that is her. No one looks like her." No, 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 no. And, Nine uh, feet tall. Oh yeah, she's statuesque yeah, red hair. Yeah, and I said, uh, "I said hi to her." I'm like, "I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, hi, how's it going?" I'm like, "I'm a huge fan." And she's and she was. So fucking nice. That's cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's really good to hear. Yeah, and she's like, "What t-shirt? Are you getting? I said, getting a t-shirt made." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm getting a Prodigy t-shirt." She's like, "Oh, Prodigy." She said, "Like, yeah, that's great. That that I love Prodigy." And I was, and then we started talking about music, and I was like, "You know what? I'll leave you alone. Uh, you can." And then, uh, <laughs> you know what? This is venturing into creep territory. Yeah, I'm gonna let you be. Oh yeah, and I was like, I was so young, and uh, but I, it's the same thing when I met the uh, when I met Wu Tang Clan. I was like talking to them, but at the same time, it's like I was like, I don't want to annoy you. I'm like. Yeah, my way. I don't want to bother you. I will show myself out. Exactly. That's cool, man. Mm-hmm. I I love hearing stories about positive interactions mm-hmm. with, with celebrities. I think everybody does. Yeah. Because you would hope that they're not going to be dicks. Ryan Bader, totally nice guy. Ryan Bader. Yeah. Big saw, uh, my, big I, Ryan Bader. Bellator yeah. era Ryan Bader or like UFC era. Ryan UFC Bader? era. Oh, so he was like he was Ryan Bader. Yeah. I talked to him. I said thanks. Thank you for beating up that Junie kid. I was like uh, <laughs> Junie. Yeah, and he and he laughed and oh. he's like he's like he's then he, what did he say to me? Yeah, he's, yeah. I said thanks for for for. Uh, teaching that teaching junior lesson and he lesson and he goes he goes ah oh, whatever man he goes he goes you could have kicked his ass <laughs> did he fight junior no he no he roughed him up uh in the it, house right in the house yeah, yeah. There, there was that pool thing and he grabbed him and i was like thanks for like 
because yeah. he was a heavyweight and Junie was like a like a welterweight or like, like, like a lightweight, like around he there, yeah. Smaller, right? And uh, yeah, I was like, thanks. And he's, I'm like, uh, I said you should have beaten him up more. And uh, that's rough. And he's like, uh, he goes, oh man, you, you could have taken that guy. And I was, <laughs> man, I mean, I know like from the from the editing, they made him look like a real bastard. Yeah. But like, he's apparently gone on to. I, I don't even know quite where he's at now, but he had like a rough time in life after that. Yeah. Like he had a really rough ride. Actually, you know who I, he was? I was really actually uh, pleased with. Like you know when they uh uh. Like how their career went on, I didn't think it would go anywhere. But he actually like is did really well. Is Dan Hardy? Yeah, Dan Hardy doing the commentary. Yeah, he's might good. be coming he's back great. too. Yeah, he's great. Uh, I don't know if he's doing the Daniel Bryan thing where mm-hmm. he's in the uh, the chamber or the what do they what do they call that thing that you go into after you've got the carbon monoxide poisoning. It apparently helps with the um, the hyperbaric chamber. Hyperbaric chamber, yeah. Yeah, apparently I think if I'm not mistaken, he's been doing the hyperbaric chamber treatment, mm-hmm. um, getting his mind right. I think he's like doing a lot of stuff for he his looks body. Healthy. Yeah, he looks totally healthy. He's he's pretty healthy. I think he was actually trying to make a comeback for a little while there mm-hmm. last year or like late 2018. Yeah, yeah. So you never know. Yeah, because uh, I, I hated him as a fighter. I was like, I, this is. Oh, I always liked him. I always we're talking about Dan Hardy, right? Dan Hardy, Mohawk yeah. Dan Mohawk Hardy. Dan Hardy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I always liked him. Yeah, I, I just didn't like his attitude. But same time as like. Uh, ah, he was a show. Yeah, but uh, but now I'm just like he's he's, he's matured. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good stuff. Yeah. He he was one of those guys in that era of like the Dan Hardys and the cost checks. Like GSP was crushing guys, right? Mm-hmm. And you were vilifying everybody who GSP was crushing. That's I think that's why I didn't like it. It could be right. I yeah. mean, like we no, were just I, hating I was just a everybody. GSP fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we he was Canada's kid. Mm-hmm. He was our guy, and he was just obliterating everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Matt Cera when they did the um the comeback. When Matt Sarah and Shoney Carter mm-hmm. had their thing, like I really, I was a huge Matt Sarah guy. I was even a Matt Sarah guy when he won. I was like, oh, I can't believe Matt Sarah beat GSP. Super sad mm-hmm. because GSP is untouchable. Yeah. But like Matt Sarah's a good dude, and then Matt Sarah became kind of a dick. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, now he's got to get humbled. Exactly. And then when when GSP fucking humbled him, hump destroyed him. Yeah. yeah. Humbled him. Yeah. Like by by destruction. I was a Matt Sarah guy again. Because mm-hmm. Matt Sarah just seems like I just want to hang around with that guy. Yeah. Like I just want to walk through a mall talking about people mm-hmm. with Matt Sarah. Just see what comes out of his mouth. He seems like he'd be secretly hey, he's actually pretty good in that podcast, but he's like like secretly just hilarious. Yeah. He seems like he's a really funny dude. Mm-hmm. Like all his reactions, the whole show and he thing, oh man, oh no. Like he just seems like he calls it as he sees it. Actually, you know what? I I'm one guy I would not like even if I had the chance and I missed it, I wouldn't I would uh, I wouldn't be like, ah, oh, whatever. Is to like do that with Joe Rogan? You wouldn't want to. Why you think he's a dick? No, I don't think he's a dick. I just he seems think he's like a super nice guy. He I actually is a super nice guy. He's a, yeah, he's probably a, he's, he's a super nice guy and stuff like that. I just think like I'd be like, you're not going to do it though. I wouldn't do it. You're not going to hang out with the guy. No, I wouldn't. Do it. I uh, I was at the Cree when he was coming in for his mm-hmm. first show there. Yeah, and um, we had a huge lineup. I mean, like outside to see him as he was going to walk through to go do a meet and greet. Yeah, and um, I put one of my guys on him. The same guy I was with uh, Ric Flair for. Okay. Same, the same dude who did Ric Flair I had on Joe Rogan. Because he was he could trust him. He's one of those dudes who's always like, he was an older fella. Mm-hmm. But he was tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Not going to drop his name. I'll, I'll send him a little thing on the on the Facebook there so he knows who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, older guy, tough as nails, a little a little aloof sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's the right guy. He's not going to get starstruck by Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. So he's with them walking out to the uh, the meet and greet, and Rogan gets... We had a weird thing where the people who were doing the security for the event were different than us. Yeah. We'd hired out, and they kind of let him get out, and all these people swarmed him. Rogan signed every last autograph, mm-hmm. and there was like 100 people there. Mm-hmm. He signed every last autograph, and all these guys were trying to get him to go to the back. Like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. He goes, I'll just take my fucking time. I'm going to sign all these autographs. Mm-hmm. Man, I couldn't believe it. I really didn't know him from the... I don't think the podcast is out then. Mm-hmm. I only knew him from the fights and Fear Factor, so mm-hmm. he's going to come do a show. 
Um, he was great on stage, and he came out and he signed every last autograph. You know what? That actually makes me want to like hang out with him less. <laughs> because he's a nice dude? Yeah. Like, you're too nice. I, I want to hang out with you less. Yeah. Because he, he seemed like uh, I'd be the sandpaper. I think he'd be hiding. always trying to make I, I, things I happen. To, I think he's hiding something. Think he's hiding something? He's not fooling I anybody. I don't trust somebody no. who's that kind. I don't, I don't like people. Like, well, the Pope, Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa was oh, no Mother you, Teresa. You could throw them on that pile, too. I, don't care. Ma, I would. Man, like, people are really going to research Mother, Mother Teresa. She was. Mother Teresa was no Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. She, uh, very, very not cool lady. When you really start digging deep into that, Brad. No, I've never researched on her. She's a dirtbag. Yeah, she's uh, she's not a decent human being by no. any means. Yeah, uh, so we had a few. I had, uh, I had Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels is phenomenal. Brett Michaels was very unsure of himself mm-hmm. um, when we were talking to him because he's like, do they like me? Do you think I did good? Yeah, because I think... Yeah, like, that, Damn, yes, yeah, you see, did Brett great. Michaels, People I, love you. Yeah, because the biggest Brett... I would talk to him because I want to know what his... Uh, because uh, like I, I, there's nothing like Joe Rogan. Like I'm not. This is not taking anything away from Joe Rogan. He seems like a really cool guy. Like um, I have no problems with whatsoever. whatsoever. But you're not going to gain anything. Because I'm not interested in his. I'm not interested in his past. Like I, there's no questions I want to ask him. Yeah, there's not. You're not going to get anything. I don't care. Like I, I, I don't care about the Carlos Mencia incident. I don't care about his. Uh, I just want to know about news radio. Yeah, like I, I, I know everything, right? So I like love yeah, news radio. Yeah, or news radio. <laughs> yeah, like I never watched it, right? But like, uh, except for I, maybe I would ask him about Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? But like, uh. But, but he he tells you everything anyway just by watching that show. Yeah, like I I, I don't know like there's nothing else I need to know about Joe Rogan, right? Yeah. So uh, that that's makes why, sense. Yeah, so I wouldn't. That's that's the thing. It would just be like myself and him, just you know, <laughs> unless he wants unless he wants to like. You I know, hear you like steaks. Yeah. Do you like meat? Yeah. It'd be like I like meat. It's like, it's like Lisa and fucking uh, what's his face, uh, uh, Ralph hanging out. <laughs> oh. Wait, in this okay, in this conversation, which one is Lisa and which one is Ralph? Uh, you are clearly Lisa. Yeah, and Ralph is the whole. No, I know. I'd probably be Ralph. I'd be like, so you like stuff? Like, I'd be like, do you like things? Yeah. So like, but um, I like but, things. But for Brett Michaels, I'm like, man, you had a, like such a like your history is like crazy. I'm he like, was incredible. Yeah, I'm like, take it from the like, like, let's start from the beginning. Like, like, what would you? Man, uh, yeah. if he wasn't so busy. And he wasn't actually that busy, like before and after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he was willing to talk about everything. Like, I stood in the hallway with him, yeah. like before the show, and we just talked about like Poison and mm-hmm. being Brett Michaels. And, yeah. Like, where was their big show last week? And he mm-hmm. has a tour manager, is like tour manager slash security dude. Yeah. Another guy named Derek was there. And uh, the three of us just standing here talking like guys. Like just talking about stuff like guys. Mm-hmm. And there was no there was no urgency for them to get out of here because they had something to do. Mm-hmm. They were just like they were so professional that everything was ready to go. They were good. He did a sound check and he just stood there and we just talked. And the kid wasn't going to put with him to like be with him that night to walk around and whatnot. He was just like standing there awestruck that we're having a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to have normal conversations with Michael. He's like, that was the weirdest night of my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm in the room with this guy just talking about normal everyday shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's wild, man. Oh yeah. There's a, um, yeah, I, I think he was I was the most normal guy. Yeah, I think I, I, I want to talk to people who I find like, uh, like Joe Rogan's his. There's nothing really to talk about. Nothing to get. Yeah, because I, I he's disclosed everything about himself. Like I not, even like the way he talks to like people who are uh, either smarter than him or on the same level or mm-hmm. like people he's trying to educate or I, learn from or learn from. Yeah, like I I I, I pretty much uh, like you're gonna get what exactly what you're gonna get from a conversation. Yeah, you're gonna get from watching his exactly. Podcast. Yeah, I will. Uh, th- there's no need for that, right? Unless he wants to like interview me, but like you know, like that's, there's no point in doing that. <laughs> so what's yeah. it like being you? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like at I'm, backside I'm, attack. Yeah, I'm like I'm not that interesting. <laughs> so like I've got nothing like bikes. Yeah, so, I bought new shoes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. There's, yeah, there's just people I want to. I want to. The people I want. I'd want to talk to like celebrity. I, I want to be like, 
like 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 I want to hear, I'll learn about their history. Like, why did yeah. you? What made you do? Like, what what drove you to become who you were? That's a like I one of one of my favorite in that same vein. One of my favorite interviews is from a while ago. Was that uh, it was Kevin Pollock and Ke- and Larry David? Yep. Their little sit down on Kevin Pollock's old show. Mm-hmm. And it's just two guys who kind of like each other who have little things that they don't know completely about the other. Yeah. But they know enough to ask the right question. It's like, man, Kevin Pollock is, you know, it's kind of a weirdly, like he's trying very hard to be Larry King, mm-hmm. but he's doing a pretty good job at it. Yeah. And I was like, that was interesting because I got information that I wanted, but I got to watch a guy who knows a guy, mm-hmm. but doesn't know enough about that guy, mm-hmm. even though he's met him and probably dealt with him and talked to him a bunch of times. Yeah. Asking his, his you know, kind of, kind of almost friend some questions yeah and it was just fun to watch like man you're asking all the right questions yeah that's the thing too like i think that's that's that'd be the hard thing with hanging out because I, I that's one another guy like i i love larry david he's a, yeah. i think he's a comedic genius uh, yeah. and he's i think he's he's it's cool incredible. he's hilarious he might but be like, the funniest human on the planet oh yeah like bar none yeah so but the thing is is like could i sit down and have a conversation with him probably not i think i could i don't think i could i think we're both in the right kind of cynical <laughs> I think we're both the right kind of like, that's the thing. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I'm like, yeah. so Larry, uh, <laughs> and he'd be like, uh, and then all of a sudden, so, he'd, like, he'd have to start off and be like, he goes, what the fuck am I doing here? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the exact same yeah. thing. I'm like, the first thing out of his mouth would be like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Who are you and why am I talking to you? Mm-hmm. You idiot. Yeah. But the thing is like, you have to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere, man. Like that, like how Conan did. He's it's a talk show. He's like, I got to start somewhere. Nobody knows me, but like, uh, but he's, He's a, he's a, he can carry on a conversation. Oh, he's the man. Yeah. He is, he's arguably, I mean, I always, I was never a Leno guy. I could not care much for Carson. I was almost too young to appreciate his, uh, yeah. his last little time on the show. And even the, the old shit, I have no, I don't care about that at all. Mm-hmm. But Letterman was the man. Yeah. Craig Ferguson was the, the perfect guy to sit side by side with Letterman. Yeah. And then there was Conan. Yeah. Who was just this. Yeah, getting better and better and yep. better and better to where now like he's even changed the format he's got his own podcast his own his show is different now yep. and it's all good yeah it's all oh, yeah. so good uh, yeah i i've that's one guy uh, that, that's probably the one person i'd want to like talk to the most i travel with him yeah and travel with him like Kona would be awesome yeah you well even ferguson you see this travel and ferguson shit. too yeah ferguson his travel awesome. episodes are always yeah. good too because he's he's never at a loss for words he'll no just, man he'll keep, he'll keep you he'll keep you going people don't know that that like beyond border shit mm-hmm. started with craig ferguson mm-hmm. like, right. he was the first guy to take a show out with a camera crew and do things in small towns yeah. neighborhoods in different countries that's right yeah and it was always good. Mm-hmm. He used to take, uh, was it Kristen Bell? He'd take her to Scotland all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was terrific stuff. <laughs> hey, speaking of TV, uh, we got Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall news, man. We're getting new Kids in the Hall episodes oh, awesome. on Amazon Prime. Excellent. They're getting all of them back together again. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to do new Kids in the Hall. I think it's like eight episodes on Amazon Prime. Oh, I'm down. I'm totally down. Yeah. I, I, I love Kids in the Hall. All I could think of today was the theme song. All I could hear in my head was the guitar twang mm-hmm. from the Kids in the Hall theme song. Yeah. Oh my god! It's, know, a, it's such great news. It's maybe the best TV news I've ever heard ever. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you, that's even, awesome. I didn't even know the that. Batmobile. I couldn't give a shit about the new Batmobile. Mm-hmm. I heard kids in the halls and Amazon Prime. Like, well, I guess I'm getting Amazon Prime. Yep. Because that show was just something else. That show was fire, man. Scott Thompson. Yeah. Dave Foley. <laughs> Bruce McCullough. Bruce McCullough. Kevin McCullough. <laughs> oh my god! It's gonna be so good. <laughs> I can't I wait. Just, uh, I just want another another put. Don't put salt in your eye. Yeah, don't put salt in your eye. Just give me another don't put salt in your eye. <laughs> what was that my mother used to say to me when I was a child? <laughs> don't put salt in your eye. I squish you. Oh, I'm crushing your head. <laughs> yeah. Everything about that 
Uh, Dave Foley's doctor. Dave yeah. Foley's bad. I'm a bad doctor. Mm. <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. That show, and it's all on CBC Gem. Yeah. That show is is the best sketch comedy show of all time. That's your favorite? It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. There was nothing better than Kids in the Hall. There wasn't a sketch on that that I, I didn't think was incredible. I think my uh, my god spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big demon. Like <laughs> yeah. it was just brilliant. I think sketch wise, uh, I slept. Like my favorite of all time is probably still uh, is in SNL the in the '90s. Yeah, yeah, early '90s. '88 to '92. Yeah. 90, like maybe 94. 94. Yeah, yeah, 94 yeah. was incredible was for incredible. SNL. Like, that, that's, that was like can't miss TV. Yeah, that's that's when all the guys who we grew up with, like the Sandler bros, yeah. Phil Hartman, Chris Farley, mm-hmm. Kevin Nealon, yeah. <laughs> McDonald, Phil, McDonald yeah, <laughs> Norm McDonald, Norm McDonald, Chris Farley, Chris Rock, like all the Adam Sandler. All Say what guys. you will about uh, Dick Eversole. Yeah. But that era was, regardless of his hands and that, it yeah. was still incredible. Incredible. Like I, I would go there. I would go to like, uh, um, uh, then I'd probably go Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show was pretty great. Yeah, and then I'd probably go Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, 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 you got good ones. Mm. You got, Chappelle Show was really good too. Yeah. Almost all Chappelle Show is phenomenal. Yeah, two seasons just locked into like oh, just yeah. absolute greatness. I, I could even say that um, I could put, Chappelle show on par with Kids in the Hall, mm-hmm. but I will always go Kids in the Hall. That's fine. Oh man, I just is this just, what I'm you so like? Man. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Right, yeah. it is his personal taste. What you that's like? It, yeah. But um, I just could not be happier. They're they're going to come back and do a, a run because I can't imagine. Like I don't think it's going to be bad. I don't think that could be bad. No. I think when people say it's like, well, you know, don't get your hopes up. I'm like, no, get your hopes up, and they will surpass your expectations. Yeah. Even Brain Candy was incredible. There was nothing about that show or that movie that was. That were shit by any means. No, there was. It was all. It was all excellence. It was all gold. Yeah. Even uh, even the other ones they went off and did stuff like other things. They were always the best part of whatever else they did. Like Kevin McDonald had his little cameo bit denim vest on Seinfeld. He was incredible. That was great. Yeah. Was, as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, "That's the one I love." <laughs> denim vest is great. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin um, McCullough. Uh, no, that's Bruce McCullough. Oh, Bruce the, the one on Superstore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That tall one. That tall one, yeah. I just said his name like two seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's great on that. That show was kind of shit, but he's really good. Dave Foley on News Radio, incredible. Mm-hmm. Dave Foley on Dr. Ken, incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'll follow those guys to wherever they go. Mm-hmm. Bruce McCullough on um, that Canadian show that he did that was basically a redo of his life. Yeah. A redux. A redux. storytelling yes. of his youth. Mm-hmm. That's a young drunk punk. Mm-hmm. That show was great. Yeah, there's um, yeah, there's a lot of like great, uh, great Canadian shows. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what is one of what is your favorite? Forget forget like kids in the hall aside. My favorite Canadian Canadian made say CBC or even like uh, like City TV whatever it is. But Canadian made Canadian produced. Maybe maybe even made in Canada. That's a shout out to Made in Canada. That was a great show. Of all time, Made in Canada was also phenomenal. Oh okay, of all time, dead air. Probably Kenny versus Benny. Yeah, you really do like Kenny versus Penny, don't you? Yeah. Man. Okay, how about scripted? Do you have a, a favorite for scripted? Because Kenny versus Penny is... Scripted, probably Kids in the Hall. Or um, when I was growing up, I remember this show that I, I could not stop watching. It was, I think it was Conico? Conico is... Yeah. Uh, no, not Conico. Um, I know what you're talking about. But you know that, that group, right? Yeah, Conco. Like- Codco, yeah. Codco was pretty ridiculous. Named after that fish uh, company. Like, that was yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Codco that, was that ridiculous. Shows. Yeah. Uh, was Codco Mr. Canoehead? Yeah. Yeah, that was Mr. Canoehead, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because cabbage Everybody head is kids in the hall. He's like, ah! yeah, he has a head of a canoe. <laughs> it was ridiculous. There was so like Canadian programming was insane. Red yeah. green, man, red green went cross borders. Yeah, like it was, uh, it was big in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I remember we were in, I think it's like Great Falls or somewhere in the states. Like, I mean, north northwest. Yeah, in that area, and red green was in town. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't believe he's big out here. Like, oh, red green's great. Keep your stick on the ice. Yeah, keep your stick. That's incredible. Yeah. Little hobo. Yeah, we had a lot of good Canadian television. Yeah, Beachcombers. Beachcombers. Oh, you hear the Beachcombers theme song? Yeah, you'd hear the Danger Bay theme Danger song. Danger Bay. I was about to say Danger Bay. Yeah. And you'd poop your pants. Yeah, like it was the afternoon, and you would put CBC on, mm-hmm. and Danger Bay would come on, and you knew you were in for a good half hour. Shit, the, now with the Canadian shows. Oh my God, there's so many. Degrassi. Now. Degrassi. Kids of Degrassi Street. Yep. Man, we had a lot of good TV. As did you? Did you? Did I tell you about the uh, the Degrassi uh, videos they used to make? No, we we talked about this. Yeah, but uh, we never got into it. We you mentioned it probably about do you want it on air or off six air? months ago. Well, I, that's up to you. Okay. Well, or, or well, you know what? Let's go off air first because we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings who was involved in this. Yeah. Because I feel like might, the way you're looking at me, there are some people who can get dragged a little bit. Well, I can I, I'll, t- I'll I can discuss what we did. Okay. Okay. So what we did is that we took uh. This we were, is the the people who we all as as youth. Our yeah our our, our, our friends our, circle of friends. our brothers yeah yeah. And so, uh, uh, so yeah, what we did was that we took Degrassi uh, Junior High. Uh, we had episodes on videotape, mm-hmm. and the episode that we chose was the one where like Caitlin was getting uh, molested by the uh, by the principal. And uh, so, what we did is that we took the episode and we uh, hooked up a um, uh, a CD player along with a mixer, and we dubbed over and we used uh, um, we had a CD player that had the the soundtrack for the Lost Highway. With Bill Pullman. That's rough, man. Yeah, and because that, that <laughs> that's a pretty dark movie yeah, too. And it's all done by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, and uh, and we took so it's we David took, Lynch, isn't it? Yeah, and, oh, God. and then we did uh, and we had uh, we had a Super Nintendo hooked up to it, and we had Street Fighter in there. You know, in Street Fighter, you can go to the sound effects thing. Oh in the yeah, menu. the board. Yeah, so you can actually go to like all the sound effects, like you know, when Ryu's punching, it's like whatever, right? And <laughs> uh, uh, how's the sound? Nice. And uh, so uh, we linked that all up, and then we let the we recorded it. And uh, uh, like, when, remember when uh, uh, that guy? Who's the guy in the wheelchair? Oh, what, wheels? No, we, wheels wasn't in the wheelchair. No, that was the guy who actually owned that. Uh, he was the wheels is wheels. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a the guy in the wheelchair. So, I apologize for yeah, everybody so, in the wheelchair. Oh yeah, like there, the, in the wheelchair. By wheels. accident, we did this thing where like uh, when he was talking to uh, Joey Jeremiah, and he said he had to go away because okay, guys, I'll see you later. So when he left, someone sampled a uh, a car like peeling off in the distance. It was like <laughs> he took off. Oh god, and then. We had microphones. You guys that, dubbed all this we over... Dubbed over everything, and then like, and then when Caitlin was getting, uh, kind of like me too'd. Yeah, me too'd, and like she, and she was like, uh, the the person was like kind of massaging her arms and stuff like uh, that on her shoulders. He was a greaser. Yeah, one of my friends was like uh, on the microphone. And he was just dubbing her vo- his voice, and he's like with a dirty like East Indian accent, and he's like, "You're oh, not no. going anywhere. <laughs> Come on!" And then like it was so hilarious the way we put this. That's off. the kind of shit we did in the '90s, though, man. So creative. Yeah. That was the, there was, man, I remember that was one of those things when you had any kind of recording, audio recording device. You just, just the shit work. you did, man. Yeah, you just, as long as you had a mixer and you're a, good to go. two VCRs, uh, and you're, uh, and you're good to go, man. Man, good old days. That's, uh, that's all. And we did that with everything. We used that same technology oh, yeah. with like, uh, shooting home videos. Um, we had created our own cops movies. Uh, we did everything. Man, I remember uh, one of my friends, one of my cousin's friends had a mixer. Mm-hmm. And it was just, just days worth. Of, I mean, it was a full weekend. Mm-hmm. You're just sitting there just making all your own audio. Yeah. That was incredible. Oh, yeah. God, that's a uh, good old days, man. So, yeah. Uh, thank God we buried all those because we made some, we made like a ton of movies and some of them, like, 
there there are tapes out there because I've heard yeah. when we've because uh, you guys hung out hung out hung, I never hung out with you guys mm-hmm. I was never in the circle of the hanging out we all went to school together but I yeah. never hung out with you guys mm-hmm. and uh, there was always talk about the lost tapes mm-hmm. and I was like there's something and then uh, AG2 one day mentioned it too I was like man I keep hearing about this shit but I don't know what any of them are about then you mentioned Degrassi once like three or four months ago yeah and we just stopped talking about it I was like mm-hmm. there's there's some. Like, did somebody do something on tape that we should know about? Like, there's yeah, something that happened. I know. Kids call a cop. Do we I know, need an man. adult? It's, uh, it's, I can't believe, like, but just the, uh, just the, just how creative everyone was. It was just, it was mind-blowing. Oh, creativity back then. I mean, you, we were pre-internet. We were way more creative than you are post-internet. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if you want to see a scene where, like, uh, if you want to shoot a scene where, like, people are, are uh, shooting, like, uh, um, like a getaway or something like that, mm-hmm. we would just, like, put the a camera on the floor. We would take two, toy, two Hot Wheels. Yep. And then shoot one car. And then the chasing car would just be shooting another car. Force perspective, and man. Force perspective, and then you just and you just and you just fade to black. There's a, I mean, that's why I always say like now, especially like with what you've got in your pocket now, mm-hmm. you have a filmmaking tool in your pocket right Pretty now. Pretty much, yeah. Essentially, yep. like every, anybody who's got a phone made past 2015 has no excuses for not creating good content. Yep. Like make good content. Oh yeah. Create good things. Yeah. Like even James May said he goes, people are like, how do we become a photo uh, a, a journalist on uh. On, on drive tribe and he's like if you have a cellular he goes you need do you have a cellular phone yeah, he's, like, he's like he goes you need this if you have yep. this you're good to go you're good yep. to go yep really i mean we were watching not uh, you don't need this but like oh you don't need that but like i said any any phone could yeah. be like a, a like a mid-range whatever mm-hmm. if it's made past 2015 you pretty much have no excuses no. To have. If, yeah if you want to just put forth the effort and like you'll be surprised by the results oh yeah yeah and you're good to go mm-hmm. you are good to go so uh let's let's see what else we had here I think uh, I think that's pretty much all I had. Oh, so uh, had that first thing. I, yeah, I've been told you. We talked about it here. Mm-hmm. Refined the diet quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm into the. Well, I'm entering month two. I'm done with month one mm-hmm. of eating healthy, mm-hmm. of eating clean. Good. I've only been eating uh, like heavy protein meals, lots of vegetables. No more white flour. No more refined white flours or white uh, or any any processed foods. Mm-hmm. No white sugar. Even brown sugar. Like all sugars are gone as well. Yeah. Uh, finish. Finish. And I started doing the plank a day thing. So I'm planking every morning, two, three minutes, if, as much as I can. And then uh, every afternoon, I'll shove one in there. And at night, a few minutes at night as well, awesome. over and over again, all those planks. I honestly God, thought I was starving one night. And it was just my, my core had finally caught up. I wasn't hungry. I was just hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. I, was, like, I wasn't hungry at all. It's my body ached. Mm-hmm. I was like, am I hungry? Yeah. Is this, is this hunger? It's like, no, my core was just saying, hey, stupid. I need you to slow shit down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm entering the phase now. My body's just saying all the stuff that was in there mm-hmm. for the last whatever decade. It's all making its way out now. Oh, okay. That's not. Uh, it's not. It's not the best. It's not that carnivore diet. Rogan poops. Nothing nearly that bad. But uh, it happens. It's like if eventually you finally hit a mark. Mine was the about the month mark, mm-hmm. and the body's like, yeah, we don't need any of this stuff anymore. No. Nope. And it's it's finally starting to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm hitting that month two, and I think now it's gonna finally hit that high speed. It's like everything is burning exactly where it should be. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the core workouts have been have mm-hmm. been something. I never really worried about them too much because like I was always doing them somewhere, mm-hmm. either in martial arts or in training or somewhere. I was always working the core. Yeah. So I never dedicated like a core workout. Mm-hmm. I don't know, abs are for sissies, man. I never bothered getting abs. Abs are for sissies. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not Antonio Sabato Jr. <laughs> Who needs abs? But now I've incorporated this entire entire routine. That athlete X asshole too really ruined my life because he's got some really great workouts in there as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, now that's going in there as well. So we'll see how that works out. Okay, cool. No, but, man, uh, best of luck. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, uh, it, it hurts like crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm always in pain. I'm always hungry. My <laughs> core hurts. 
but it's good. Just you know, the key thing is just feed yourself healthy food. That, that's the thing, right? That's it. You're like, good to uh, go then. You're good to go. Like you don't need to go as extreme as I'm doing. But I've kind of got to that point now where I don't miss any of this. Like I don't miss pasta. Mm-hmm. I don't miss cakes and desserts and shit like that. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not doing a cheat day or craving anything. If it comes across today, uh, one of our clients had some cookies. So I was uh, sitting there eating some cookies while, while we were talking. Mm-hmm. And um, well, one and two is not going to kill you, but it's not a part of my diet anymore. Where I yeah. have them all the time. Yeah. Um, and again, like if I do that, I just sacrifice certain things where I get sugars from naturally. Like mm-hmm. I didn't eat a couple apples today or I didn't have like uh, certain things where I would be getting natural sugars from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just offset it a little bit and yeah. it seems to work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. But a big part of the way I've been doing it is I'm sticking to that like half my diet is like protein based meals mm-hmm. and then 25% is basically vegetables and then 25% is basically like potatoes and carbohydrates okay. which are also vegetables and they all bleed into each other mm-hmm. so I'm clearly getting some proteins from my vegetables mm-hmm. and I'm getting some carbohydrates from my meats or well not so much the meats but from uh, I'm getting vegetables from my carbohydrates like everything's bleeding into it mm-hmm. but the, the idea is whole foods yeah just eating only whole foods not eating anything processed uh, drinking tons of water mm-hmm. like tons and tons of water are you a uh um uh are you are you are you drinking that hydrator at all are you trying it no nothing at all yet Mm. no i mean i uh i do try to stick to i've included every morning now lime juice and um oh then you're fine himalayan salts that's fine so we went back to that yeah because i told you about the lime the the himalayan salts yeah i flipped that bike in thailand yeah that one mr clean looking dude gave me himalayan salts and drink these man Mm -hmm. back to normal like uh two weeks later 10 days later i was walking across india Mm -hmm. so i'm a big believer in getting certain minerals and shit into your system yeah so i've increased my mineral count a lot more lime because uh, that does flush your adrenal glands out. It does. You pee like crazy. Mm-hmm. So you drink that. Next thing you know, you're you're getting all that crap out of your system. Mm-hmm. That's not a flush. Like you're not doing a. Uh, you're not getting rid of the toxins. No, it's not a toxin flush. But it just starts your body moving in the morning, moving which mo- is yeah, great. Yeah. No, yeah, that's awesome. really that's good. awesome, man. Keep it going. Yeah. So I've been really happy that so that, that was an update as far as that goes. Good. Uh, other than that, I think uh, I think your shoes were the next big thing as far as like fitness and health that we were talking about. You, your runners came in. They came in, yeah. Uh, for those, uh, for the uninitiated, uh, there's a new, um, they've been around for I think about a year. Um, so On Running mm-hmm. um, is a Swiss-based company um, and it was created by three guys, I think, who are former uh, long distance runners. And so they engineered um, these new shoes and the shoe line is, it's a very, it's, it's a very like, uh, what should I say? We're not getting paid for any of this shit. No, no, no. no. You, yeah, you exactly. just found my shoes. Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they are a very. It's, it's, it's a very premium running shoe, um, but they also have like shoes for like sprinting, long distance, uh, um, hiking shoes, uh, low cut run hiking shoes, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So there's something for everybody there. Um, now they are kind of like, they are pricey, but I mean, uh, they're they're for a purpose though. Yeah. So like I want to uh, I want to try want try them and just see how they feel. Um, I'll probably try them on tonight. Um, but yeah, they're they're they're. Jesus Christ! They're um uh, they're very very uh good um well engineered shoes um and they're they're, and they're like almost over engineered they're over engineered like the, the the sole is like uh um just these carbon blocks mm. and so and with one like line going down the middle do you want to pull one out uh are we on video yeah we're on video today. Oh, okay yeah, yeah. but uh, I couldn't believe how light they were it it felt like you were looking at or holding like an over engineered sock with this inc- insane tread on it. Like it's uh, if anybody understands like the the barefoot shoe craze that kind of went on for a little bit and what Reebok did for a little while with, was that that Matrix, yeah. But um, like it's designed like look at that thing, it's really designed to like work the the right parts of your feet to get the right 
like lift, I guess, right? To make your foot yeah, work properly. I, I think the, the main thing is that uh, they're oh, uh, insane. for like for boost. And uh, when you lift your leg up, when you're like doing the um, the, the leg is raising after um, you uh, after the, the strike from the ground, mm-hmm. it comes up quicker because there's more bounce. I can't believe how light they are. Yeah, they don't like, weigh anything. They're they're insanely light. Yeah, they they the, my my New Balance Fresh Foam uh, uh, beacons. Mm-hmm. They feel light because like they feel like they're just made out of foam. Yeah. So that's why these ones feel light and they're they they seem like they're very rigid, which is good. So yeah, the longevity is because those those beacons. If I beat the shit out of them, they're not going to last a year. These seem yeah, like yeah, they'll yeah. last a while. These these definitely have a a feel to them. Like they're they're sturdy. They're light, but they're sturdy. Yeah, exactly. And because, you can't. And if it's a Swiss engineering, you know you can't go wrong. Yeah, I'm, the Swiss have really kind of like knocking out of the park lately with shoes and socks. Yeah, they're like great. I, they're the ones that made that one sock that's like a it's like a Kevlar based running mm-hmm. sock. Yeah, that one dude is just Tarzan running through the jungle. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, so uh, yeah, mine come in probably next week. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so because uh, I've got my pair of um, I've I've been a big Feiyu guy for a long time. You can yep. get them on, on Amazon, but I had the zigzag parkour shoes. Mm-hmm. It was like it started off as a kung fu martial arts shoe. Feel the sole, like push it down with your thumbs, and uh, that's pretty light. Yeah, but um, these, God Lord, it's like I'm leaving an indent that comes back up after a while. Yeah, it just springs yeah, back up. Springs back up. But I mean, those parkour shoes are crazy light. Yeah. I mean, they're it's a sock with a with a uh, an impact absorbing sole mm-hmm. and these things are definitely lighter than those yeah these are um uh uh yeah they look i like, I like the look like, yeah. for me runners have to look good that's the number one I thing mean, that's, that's a big thing look, for me yeah they gotta be functional but at the same time you don't want to look like a chump you yeah gotta have a little john cena yeah but the thing is like i like the uh the, the, the design and the coloring has yeah. to be like for me like that's a big part of it too. Uh, it's super basic every, too every right? time i go to the, the running room or something i'm like i got they're like what do you need in your shoe i'm like it has to like also, he has to has it has to have this, this, and this. But I like it to look good too. Would Will Smith wear this shoe? Exactly. So uh, yeah. So these are. Um, Would John Cena wrestling? These? And they have a low profile too, which I love. Yeah, that's I don't kinda, like I don't like big slick. clunky shoes. So yeah, these, yeah. Are, these have a nice low profile. That's really nice, man. Yeah. I'm glad. I mean, and that's that's in line with like you are going to do a lot more running this year. Yeah. So you better have a shoe that's going to work. Oh yeah, this will be my training shoe, and then I think I'm, my beacons. I'm going to run. I'll run the races in those. Yeah, that'll yeah. be it. And then by then, uh, the beacons are probably going to be dead by the end. What is uh, what is your goal for races this year? Half marathon. Half marathon. One half marathon, or are you going to do a couple? Uh, well, the thing is, like, if you train for them, you're going to be running half marathons. The, oh yeah, you at, are going to do them anyway at the, at the peak of your uh, uh, your training, right? So yeah. like the, the 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 final one you do at the race mm-hmm. is just like the the last time you're going to do it. It's the last the marathon year. of the year. So, yeah. So. Um, they're gonna Eddie Izzard that and try to do like one a day for twenty five days. Yeah, that doesn't seem enjoyable. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, yeah. when your when your nipples are bleeding from the friction of your shirt and your your feet are on fire and your socks are red. Yeah. So like the good blood. thing. Is, yeah, because the good thing about um, when you're getting into running, because um, when I was living in Vancouver, I did I, I did a lot of running. Um, just because that's all it's you, so much easier. It's, out there. And plus that you just want to do it because there's yeah. so many awesome places to run around, uh, especially like in Stanley Park, the seawall, North Vancouver, you can run down to the, you can run down to the, uh, the market, uh, the sea bus station. Uh, there's so many places. So you're like, you know, why would you, why would you not want to run around there? Yeah. It's so nice there. You know, and plus you don't have to like, if you get hungry, there's like, there's, there's fresh market there. You can grab fruit there if you want to, you can grab anything. And, uh, so the lifestyle of, of running um, is is great because like it's uh, it forces you to eat well. Mm-hmm. You do sleep better, and uh, like uh, this sounds like I'm preaching, but like the uh, but what you do is like once you once you start getting to that mode, um, you're like, this is gonna help me uh, keep running. Yeah, and because I, I love running, I'll do anything to keep it going. So what does that entail? That entails um, getting good sleep, uh, eating healthy, uh, going That's for a run- full lifestyle. Yeah, change. It's, so it's it's a, it's a full lifestyle change, right? Yeah. So like so. 
I guess we take all that into consideration. That's what we would call the runner's high. Yeah. So when you're like, uh, it, it kind of like just um, overtakes your life, mm-hmm. but in a really good way because like it's it becomes a, there's such a positive a, there. It's a good. It's a it's a healthy part yeah. of your life. So, um, and when you start getting into it, you're like, uh, um, if you don't go if you don't go for a scheduled run, you miss a day. You're just like, ah, fuck. You're like what a I, I can't believe I didn't go for a run today. Oh yeah. It's like it's like weightlifters who miss a meal. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, I uh, I was never the kind of running that you're like. For me, running was always sprinting because mm-hmm. there was like a purpose for it. And then for me, after that, it was one of those things where I start uh, to enjoy doing as a part of my exercise routine. Mm-hmm. But when you when you do incorporate that run into the way you work out, yeah, and then you don't run, mm-hmm. you kind of feel like you missed something. You're yeah, like, I really. Man, I didn't get the workout I wanted because I didn't incorporate that into it. Exactly. And it's strange. Like, I don't get that from working out, like, with the weights and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There are certain certain types of lifts or whatnot that I like, but if I don't do them, I don't miss them. Mm-hmm. But with running, if I didn't incorporate it into my routine, I felt like I missed something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I really enjoyed that run. Do you, uh, do you like, um, uh, what's more enjoyable, the, the workout or the healthy eating afterwards? What do you enjoy more? Um, man, that's tough. I mean, like you, like I, I'm a, t- I love food. Yeah, I, like, I really enjoy food. Yeah, but like, you know, like you're going for a hard workout, and you're like, and then you're like, you're, and then finally you're done, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I know I have like, uh, um, I know all this. I have this. This what's coming next is all this healthy food that I'm gonna eat. Yeah, Which I one? definitely. Like, I mean, I, th- I think I definitely enjoy the uh, like the anticipation of what I'm gonna eat after a good workout. Yeah, and it depends on the workout too. Like, if I, I haven't rolled jits in a long time, in a few years actually, like, like all the time. Yeah. But I used to love that when you were with your friends after you have a, a big group meet or you all work out together. Yeah. You're all rolling and you're all tired. Like, where are we going to eat? You're going to go get something to eat. Yeah. And sometimes we just go down to the the Save on Foods and get a whole chicken. Yeah. And we just sit there and like split the chicken in half and eat a half a chicken. Yeah. And uh, that alone, it's not like a great gourmet meal. But I mean, it was a nice big but, rotisserie chicken. Mm-hmm. And we're super hungry because like we're just like everybody's tired. Yeah. You can barely keep your head up, but you're eating this chicken and they're going to go watch a movie. There's a social aspect to it too, oh, right? Yeah. But then again, I do like, I mean, when I get a nice lift, because my gym is right here, right? So I'm not having a, there's no social aspect to when I lift weights. Mm-hmm. So I'll train here, do my thing. And then afterwards, I usually, especially now that I've got that convection oven. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that thing is terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm anticipating the stuff I'm going to eat. So I've gotten my head, like I've already got my chicken prepped and ready. Yeah. Then I go work out and I'm going to go put that in the oven and eat it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's going to be a good, man. You want it, right? You're so hungry. Yeah. So, I mean, there is that, I mean, there's a functional aspect to what I'm going to eat because it has to also like fuel you right? yeah, exactly. or feed, feed your muscles afterwards, exactly. right? Yeah. So I think the food is, they're, they're both great in their own way. Um, depending on what I'm doing, like the, the group training is great because you love the training. Yeah. You're growing as a human being. With your, you're you're learning with your friends. Stuff. Yeah. You're with your friends. You're all, you're all in it for the same reason. Mm-hmm. And then you're eating together. It feels very much like a... Almost like a fucked up cult in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we're the cult of getting healthy, mm-hmm. the health cult. Yeah, let's all let's all train and get healthy, mm-hmm. and we'll eat food together and be healthy. Exactly. Yeah. The Manson family of diet and exercise. Yeah, it's 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 very um uh yeah it's it's, it's very like I like I don't like I love the grind, especially when you're like you know that you're performing higher than higher than your expectations. Yeah, that's when you're like. Uh, Especially for a run, you're just you just feel good. You're like, uh, especially yeah. when the environment's really nice, and you're like, yeah, I'm like, I can, I'm, I'm, I can still go another like six kilometers or whatever yeah. it is, right? You're like, yeah, yeah. then you get the, then you're like, yeah, this feels great, and that elation is like, uh, yeah, nothing beats it. Yeah, nothing really beats it. No, and then uh, I mean, I'm sure that makes a meal better for you as well. Like when you do eat, you're like you're already, yeah, and when you're and when you're satiated, you're just like afterwards, you're just like, oh, oh yeah. and now I can, I, I there's there is like zero guilt, mm-hmm. and you can just go and you're like, you know what, I can either like. 
if it's first thing in the morning, you're like, you know what, I can get on with the rest of my day. Uh, or uh, last thing at night, you're like, I'm yeah. normally get a good night's sleep. I, I enjoy that the most. Like, I'm also a big believer of like, uh, of just like workout until you're, you can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really enjoy to failure, like mm-hmm. the fatigue. Like, I, I like working out to where I'm just like, that's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm all done. There's nothing else here. I'm finished. Get the food me. Get that sleep. And mm-hmm. then you sleep so well, right? Yeah. I really enjoy that. Um, I, as much as I like what I do as work, like when I'm, when I'm editing or doing photos and whatnot, that's like, it's, it's not super satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like you, when you get the job done, you're like, ah, oh, I'm done. Yeah. But when you work out to failure and to fatigue and you're finished and mm-hmm. your, your entire battery is depleted yeah. and like, then you eat and you sleep, that's great. Oh yeah. Cause you left it, you left it all out. Yeah. You left it all out there. Like you did everything. Yeah. Like the other day I, uh, I increased my bench and I was just like, I was done. Mm-hmm. I was like, why am I so tired? Oh yeah, I know why I'm tired. Now. Yeah. And then I had already eaten, like I made a chicken cordon bleu, mm-hmm. convection oven. Mm-hmm. I, I did that in there and it came out just like how I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I ate that and I had some sweet potatoes. Yeah. Sweet potatoes. And then, uh, sweet that was taters. it. Oh yeah. Sweet taters. Sweet taters. I had them sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I was, I was satisfied. My end of the night when I went to bed, I was thinking about reading for a little bit and I was like, nope. I don't need to read nothing. I'm right to sleep. There's nothing that my brain is going to absorb right now. Yeah. I'm going to probably crash in the, well, I'm going to flip the page and be out. Mm-hmm. So why even bother, right? Yeah, but exactly. it felt great. I woke up in the morning. I was like, I'm so satisfied. Oh, I forgot to bring your, uh, your wanted, uh, oh, well, yeah, graphic novel. Yeah. It was, the graphic novel. Yeah. Not, uh, has nothing to do with the movie. Sorry about that. Yeah. I just, I, when you, I, you just mentioned it, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. No, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I do like, I do like that. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a, that's a great feeling. And again, like the, like you said, there's no guilt. Like when you leave it all out there and you eat clean, even now, I mean, like I, uh, I've gotten rid of all the shit in my diet and like, I'm not having, like I said, I'm not having any cheat days. Mm-hmm. I don't need them. Like, I don't feel like I need them at all. Yeah. Well, I do have something that's a little bit, uh, whatever, a little, a little unhealthy. Mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't break my brain mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of going through it. But I'm sure like if I went off the wagon and went on a food bender, yeah. I'd probably feel terrible about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, nah, man, I'm feeling, I'm really happy with how things are going right now. That's good, oh, man. Let's keep it yeah, going. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah we should, uh, should keep that rolling. Yep. Keep that rolling with the diet, the exercise, the food, all yeah. the shit we talked about. Hey, so uh, what you got? You got anything on the, on the? did you bring a clipboard? Uh, no, you didn't bring a clipboard. No, but I, I did. I, I no, but I did want to, uh, um, um, I do have something for next week. Oh. I didn't have enough information on it, um, but I want to delve more deep into it Ooh. and i don't want it to like a I think teaser I, it's uh it's something we talked about before um and it was actually one of my i think i brought it up i want to talk about it more because it was actually my one of my favorite podcasts that we've done mm-hmm. is uh and we'll talk about it next week um is uh um is more uh, more on simulation theory oh the idea that we live in a uh yeah a I, simulated yeah so I, i've actually done more i've done more research on this something more so i can I, I can just like talk about something without relating it to like what mm-hmm. someone else said and so uh funny you should mention that because this week i was reading about how the edges of our galaxy is getting warped mm-hmm. so uh that's in line with that i will bring that and you can bring the uh the simulation it is one of those things that when you start thinking more and more about it forget all the stuff that we like with muse and all that kind of crap and all mm-hmm. the stuff we hear from like yeah ndt but there is a lot of pretty funky shit out there yeah like it's it's something at least it's something like out of the blue that you can that you can think about or consider oh that, yeah that that makes life a little bit more uh interesting and i i also know that this isn't just something that you're saying that you like i would like to talk about this as if it's a fun topic to talk about that you're like to you know like shoot at but this has really been sticking in your head for a while because oh, yeah. even even off the podcast you've brought it up a lot mm-hmm. like i can tell this is uh this is important to you so we should get into it because it's a wild theory 
that yeah, we live in a simulated universe. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of kind of wild. It's caught on in certain aspects of our entertainment. It's uh, caught on in certain aspects of, of like regular people mm -hmm. are bringing it up. Yeah. Like people talk, even like flat earthers are like, well, who even knows yeah. if the earth is flat? Yeah. Even our tech leaders. Uh, yeah, our tech leaders talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's it's getting more out of just sci-fi and into mm -hmm. like the real world in a way. Oh, yeah. Like it's uh, and it's all based on like uh, like how old the. Uh, like how old we are, like how old the, the how old the universe is. Mm -hmm. You can you can trace it all back to that. And if you take any 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 rate of uh, advancement in human technology, yeah. Like we don't know if we're living in the past, if we're living in the future or the past. We don't know. We don't know if we've relived, or we don't even know if this is day. one. this could be day one. Yeah. Everything know. you know from this moment back to the past could all be programmed into what yeah, we're thinking right now. Exactly. Like it's 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 it's, it's easy to say that this that it's a one in billion chance, mm -hmm. but when we're talking about the age of the universe. And uh, uh, and you talk and you just crunch the numbers. Yeah. Uh, there is a chance. I uh, I've always gone back and forth. Um, like I I've kind of I haven't been dismissive of simulation theories as much as I've kind of thought to myself that we're not so much in a simulation because I've got theories and the, uh, the one thing that sticks in my head all yeah. the time is sweat and poop. It's like we sweat and we shit. Yeah. yeah. Those are those are weird to me mm -hmm. for a simulation to do unless we were a simulation. For something else is happening in real time. Yeah. Outside of our simulation. Well, yeah. But we're like a, we're basically a test program. Yeah, that that's exactly right? it. Like I don't know. I'm not sure what uh, like who is who is running it mm -hmm. because if this is if this is if this is the if this is the simulation that's based on a reality or something like that. Yeah. This is that means that the, the actual reality can't be that great. <laughs> no. If this is if this is what you you think. Yeah. Th so, if this is the way you're getting away. And like putting this in your simulation, then real then reality must be. Yeah, so dark. whoever's running this simulation is probably like maybe someone in like with the at the age of like maybe ten. I don't even and think like, it's that. Yeah, so who knows? I uh, think it's the robots. If anything, we we are I've always felt like, and this is something that's stuck in my head a lot for a long time, is that somewhere in the world right now, something is being built. And I don't mean this in like a something's out there. I mean like an actual like a, a building, whatever it is. Like there's a there's a, constru a construct in the real world being built where all the orders, if you trace them all back, are just from a rogue AI. Mm -hmm. I think it's already happening. I believe that somewhere out there, there's a construction worker working on a building and the orders from the higher ups, if you get high up enough, is just a random, random AI. AI yeah. It's just like, let's see if we can build a building. Let's see if anybody questions this. Mm -hmm. We're a corporation. Mm -hmm. Who's a corporation? I don't know. Alberta 382 LLC, something. It's a numbered corporation. Mm -hmm. And it's just out there, just seeing if it can do it. Yeah. Seeing who questions. Who's going to go up the chain of command enough to see who's building this thing? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to, uh, um, uh, we'll have to see. Um, yeah. There's, 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 there's room for any theory. There's room for any theory. Yeah. We, um, look at, look at the Cylons. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's all about no Cylons bad. Well, guess who the Cylons were the whole time? Yeah, people who <laughs> the people, calls were coming from inside the house, man. People can make up their own stories about like like about uh, any religion. Those yeah. those star one, right? That but they next next thing you know they don't they pay no taxes and they're millionaires. And uh, we're just two dummies sitting here talking about maybe the world is not what it seems. So oh, we just definitely have, that. Yeah, we just don't have the power to like influence tons of people to like say believe what we say. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time at Backside Attack. <laughs> Sorry to end on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it got super depressing there. Like, right there, like we, were, we were doing so well. Yeah. And we we're going to talk about some real stuff next time. Yeah. And all of a sudden you got dark 
And like I, I with the music's been playing for a while, but I, th- I think it's like even the cheeriness of our theme song. Yeah, which actually like I recut a little bit. Okay. But the, the cheeriness of our theme song is uh is like being being held down with the hand your your dark dark principal's hands on the shoulders of our show. <laughs> your dark principal's hands are just massaging the shoulders of our show. Yeah. Hey, right? Exactly. Yeah, is it hot in that blouse? Exactly. That's what you did. I know. You man. did that. We're Caitlin. You turned us into Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> oh. At backside attack. At big save. Uh, good talk. Right. As always. Anything else you want to tack on there? Uh, to, no. To, I, to, no. Actually, just actually, kind of based on that is um. Final I can't, nail. I can't, final, I can't wait for Matrix Four. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. Simulation theory. Can't wait for it. Do you think John Wick is Neo? Do you think John Wick is just another? Wouldn't it be wild? That'd be wild. Because he hasn't shaved his hair so long. Yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if the Matrix Four is is a tie-in? Because we already have a Morpheus in there. Yep. If John Wick is where Neo's been hiding out, mm-hmm. that's why he's so good. Uh, be I crazy. Know, I don't know, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that'd be crazy, yeah. That'd be wild. Yeah. Oh, that's the music. Yeah. All right. Peace out. <laughs>